Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Welcome new listeners to the Todd Glass Show. Before we get going, here's some stuff you should know. To tell if it's a bit or the truth from Todd If he says potato salad or swear to God Those expressions are comedic, little darling If Todd means the truth, he always says to George Carlin And on the topic of bits, let's erase any doubt Todd's almost always joking when he says edit it out The intro goes long, cause Todd's so big hearted Other podcasts end before his recorded on a phone but don't worry the audio of the show is at a higher quality you know the podcasters association voted the time last show with number one so Take a deep breath. I know, I know. Don't just hear me say it and not do it. Stop and just do it. I get it. Depends what your problems are, whether that helps or not, but give it a shot. By the way, in our thank you festival to the Arcade Comedy Theater, and we talk about, you know, the little mini tour, when it comes to the Arcade Theater specifically, um, you know, you forget names because there, there's a lot of really nice, nice people there. And then I think um, Aaron, who got us set up tech-wise, just, you know, puts his heart and soul into it. You're appreciated, Aaron. And I think uh, later I was we were like, I think it's Gabby that we uh, came to the Friday Late Show. And um, so there was a lot of, I, I hate to forget one person's name, but I know you do sometimes. Because we dealt with, Jason Clark. Honey. Honey. Stop stealing silverware and get in here. 
Todd just mentioned my name again. I can't believe it. 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 <laughs> By the way, to me, this is funny because who is really going to do this? Start crying. So really picture the person crying in the other room. Honey. <laughs> face you fuck you fuck yeah you fuck for the other people that go well i don't know who jason is and i and i and i but you still can know that there's someone out there in pittsburgh hearing this can't you enjoy that i know you do i know i know you're like we do we do doesn't have to be us just the fact that these are real people and to george carlin whenever i do that honey it's always a real person I wish some podcast would mention my name. I don't get shit. <laughs> Turn it negative. All right, well, today our guest was Jimmy Pardo for the first hour. And then, and he was great. He was great. I'll get to that in a second. And then we did a family show where we really break down the, you know, the little, and like I said, in case, you know, why am I, I, what do you mean I've never done a tour in case you never heard me explain that? I, you know, I'll connect two comedy clubs together, which is, yes, you could say in essence I'm touring all the time. I'm a touring comedian. But I have never did like, you know, four or five nights at Helium and then a one-nighter in one place and that's a music venue typically and then back to a theater in New York City and then on to a black box, you know, just a lot of different type of venues. So that's why. Um, and um, we talk about that in great, great detail. Um, on the after show, which follows it up right away. And then, um, yeah, Jimmy Pardo was always, as always, just great, just good energy, nice to everybody, nice to the whole gang when he comes in, gives everybody, just gives everybody 100%. I never realized that till, um, I think, uh, I don't, I think uh, Aristotle, we, we were talking about it, but like, yeah, just, it was Eric Calver who said something. Yeah. I don't want to give the right person the credit. So uh, we do start talking about, we talk about comedy a lot and people that influence us. But just because I'll feel better, it started out as who are your comedy heroes. And I get it. The comedy hero, there could be someone that makes you laugh really hard, which we discuss in the show, but isn't a hero. Meaning, you know, so it ends up just morphing into a conversation about who your favorite comedians are and who influenced you. A lot of it's who influenced you because they were already people like that were already doing it before we started. So, but anyway, it just morphs into that. I don't even, and I, and I didn't even put George Carlin in there. Well, cause to be honest, can I be honest? I don't, I don't really know who George Carlin is. I mean, I heard of him, 
But I don't. Is he good? Is he funny? Oh, boy. All right, everybody. Um, Enjoy the show. And um, you're great. I know. Things get overwhelming. But you know what else is overwhelming? We'll talk about it next week. It's a good show. So let me sit down. We can't. Let me sit down. This Jim. Oh, he's taking a call. Yeah. That's are we, have we started? Yeah, we actually Aye. have. Oh, boom. That's on me. I'm, I'm embarrassed. Okay. Come on, that's fun. I was giggling, uh, which I was telling Jimmy, uh, at something Jimmy might do, uh, and I told, who did I tell? John, didn't I tell you? I said, did you ever laugh about it? You have a yeah, guest? Yeah. I just had this thing, and he'll say something like, I don't know why, it's just from nothing, but he'll get in the house, and I had a vision of him going, I just want to let you know, I don't approve of your lifestyle. And he made it. <laughs> and I made a similar joke. Similar joke, which is better, but, uh, you know, uh, you can't say anything anymore. Uh, is, um, is there talk of you guys getting cheaper headphones? <laughs> <laughs> is there talk of you guys saving a couple of more bucks, or are you, you cool with these? Can I tell you something? You, to George Carlin, you know that's my yeah, safe word. Come on, I knew you I would say it get too much. Can I do not? You say it about everything. To George Carlin, I went to the bathroom. Today. Sometimes, no, that's not something <laughs> I would have it to is. convince everybody of. Yes, it is. No. Hey, by the way, nothing you say you have to convince people. Like, can I tell you something uh, to George Carlin? I'm at the airport. We get we people do things. Well, can I tell you why though? Sometimes in the podcast, there's so much lunacy, and you're trying to, in the midst of all, have to go. No, I'm serious because it drives the story. And you know when no one believes you, and I find that word even in my act. Now and during the podcast helps. It doesn't have to be that. I wish it wasn't that. Can I be honest with you? I wish it wasn't to George Card because it needs an explanation and right. it's like, but the truth. Is he your hero? Uh, no. Yeah. So why him? Yeah. Well, I, I, I liked him and I liked that he grew as he got older and changed oh, his comedy and evolved, but a hero. And I ask because I say <laughs> to Kelly Carlin. <laughs> oh, you do? I, and I do. I, I, I go to the next generation. And just so people know, I'm really rooted in reality. So. So, uh, okay, so we're here. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Well, let me ask you an honest question about marijuana smoking in the room. Would you? I would rather you not at all. Good. You know what? It gives us a chance. <laughs> That's not the answer you want. No, it is not. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. You know what? Because I smoked a little bit. I have a little bit of a drink over here, and it uh, it gives you something to do in the second part of the show. So it's like a treat, as opposed to that we have to do it. Yeah, through or you could just night. be an adult and not do it for a little while. Let me tell you something. I know you mean that. Yeah. To, to Why? George Carlin. Why? To George Carlin, I think it's ridiculous that you have to be high most of the time that you're awake. Well, let me ask you a question. With, let me and be honest with me. Yeah. And this is the cold opening. I don't know if, if, if your experience is, but a lot of people go, "Well, what is this? This is the cold opening. Like we have an intro for you. We haven't even played it yet. Right. We're gonna do this cold opening. Yeah. 
And, and by the way, John Brand Wagner is here. Aristotle is here. Eric on drums is here. Vinny is my girlfriend's brother. This is the way we're going to go ahead and say it. Um, and, uh, and everyone is very excited you're here. I always say I wish people were as excited like when I was going somewhere to people like, you know, I don't know. I guess that's the happened behind my back. So just like it happened behind yours. But I wanted to tell you. And uh, did you did you tell me? Tell you what? I don't know what you just said. I didn't say anything. I know. It was a trick, and I got you good. You, you You're so mad. in a circle. <laughs> I did. Okay, so let me go forward. Now, to set the stage, we're going to do this cold opening. That's we're right. going to talk about the marijuana thing. I want I honest feedback on that. And then out of nowhere, your new intro is going to come in, and then that's right. the Todd Glass show. This is a cold opening. It's like you come in. You, so about the marijuana. Yeah. If I honestly, to George Carlin. Okay. Would you come up with another word to George Carr? And if I just said, I just want to start over again, I'll use a clean word. How do you say that? Truth? To, just truth? Yeah, to tell the truth. I'm being honest here. That would be a way to say it. But I know what you're saying. If you say that, people could still think you're being uh, using it for comedic effect. Yeah, yeah. So you need a... A safe but, word, I call but, it. It's weird. But to George Carr... No, it's too complicated. I've it for five to ten years. But what but I it could... It is complicated. It, on the podcast, it's a little easier. What if they listen late? But let's say I just established something new. So I'm, I'm opening my show here or there, and I could say, let's, or my stand-up act, because it's just for that audience that night, go, hey, listen, sometimes in all this lunacy, blah, 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 it's good to have this thing. That way, if you never break that trust, you'll right. know I'm there. Okay, so here's what it is. What do you got? Don't uh, uh, be some options. <laughs> uh, uh, you, just you, truth. You think it's about Sam Kinison? Truth. <laughs> Sam, no, I don't want to change it to another person. Make it more complicated. Truth. <laughs> to Sandra Bernhardt. Sandra Bernhardt. <laughs> <laughs> to, sa to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, oh, Oh, it's a good one. It's, uh, I guess I wouldn't make a good improv comedian. Hold on, everybody. To um, Brian Bernadette Peters. Now, you know I'm in love with Bernadette Peters. Is that true? Oh, yeah. I would leave my wife for her. That's a true statement. Honestly? Yeah, in a heartbeat. I only reason her name came up, I heard her name mentioned, well, John was listening to uh, Larry Sanders' show. Wasn't it? Wasn't I thought her name got mentioned? So you what? You always had a crush on Bernadette. Oh yeah, Bernadette Peters, uh, Patty Lapone. Uh, I went through a little Dina Menzel phase for a while, but uh, I think that's passed. Wow! My, and my wife is well aware of this. She's well aware that if uh, Bernadette Peters uh, sees me at a show and says, uh, "Let's do this," that I'm in. Now, <laughs> is that really true? Yeah, to George Carter. Now listen. Born no. on the south side of Chicago. Jimmy Pardo, everybody. Here we go. Best crowd worker that I've ever seen. Since 2016, we go. Never not funny. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Pardo, podcast pioneer. Here we go. Jimmy, Jimmy Pardo, podcast pioneer. Here we go. Jimmy. I want to bring that back through the whole show. Don't we have just the isolated, like, Jimmy says something and we bang it right in with the Jimmy, word? Jimmy, Jimmy Pardo, podcast pioneer. And then you do a thump. Let's get a clean bite. Ready? Try it again. One more time. Jimmy, Jimmy Pardo, podcast pioneer. There yeah, you go. I like it. And we're going to clean that. You're yeah. gonna, we're going to run the fuck out of Tighten that. Excuse my language. Yeah. So to George Carlin, for whatever, truth. Let's just say truth. Yeah. Truth. Um, if I tell you how much I smoke, would you tell me if you thought I had a problem or not? I, I don't know what a problem is or isn't. I, I, I know you really I don't, don't give a shit world. deep down. I know because, but I'm Well, I do care. I don't know why, you, why somebody has to, I mean, I used to be a drunk. I'm sober yeah. 21 years. 
but I, uh, I don't know why somebody has to keep themselves numb uh, other than you're dealing with your own uh, issues. Now, I let guess. me ask you a question. I guess I just answer my own question. Thank you for having me. <laughs> 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 but you would. This is, is going to drive me bananas. It, it, it is. scares me. It oh, that's me. okay. You know it, what? I like that you're honest to there. say it. Is that better? It's just anywhere but there because you and I both talk I'll I say know. It too much. Can I tell you? And, uh, <laughs> and then the way that the uh, flame is flickering, it frightened me, and it had to be frightening Aristotle. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's and it's a I feel I'm a big atmosphere person. Mm-hmm. So in a way the fact that you did that and that is better it makes me think oh I wanted to be the person that goes let's fix this. And I never thought about but, that. But it it's is okay for you to take some uh Constructive yes, that's how you get better. That's how you learn, isn't it, Todd? That's how you learn. <laughs> Absolutely. I always tell a comedy club when I'm giving them an idea, I go, by the way, I didn't just think I'm great. I made up all these great ideas. I steal them. I've been doing comedy for 35 years. I go to clubs, and whenever I admire something they do, I go tell every other fucking club. Right. That's all. I'm not acting like I invented it. I'm just saying, hey, they see... <clears throat> all right, so I won't tell you. But let me just tell you anyway. No, tell me. Yeah. Okay. Do, do your uh, premise here. I, tr- I like to smoke at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's five in the afternoon. Well, it's five o'clock somewhere. Hey, well, no, yeah, it's here it's here. Oh, it's actually, okay. well, well, right here. Go. That's why I'm smoking. Uh-huh. Um, if it, when I enjoyed marijuana the best, mm-hmm. it was three or four nights a week. When I said night, when the lights go down, it's dark. Four, three or four nights a week, and that was it. And that's when I really enjoyed it the most. I smoke about six or seven nights a week now. That's almost like every day. That is every day. I'm just using the calendar. But I don't smoke a, in a, the day. I you know, see. You know, like people, like I'll, I. You probably don't even care. Why well, am you know, I telling you I, I this? I do care because I do think that's a big deal. By, by, by the way, I'm not judging. I know, I know, I know, I know. Live that, your life. I, I know I came off judgmental. I was doing it for humor. But <laughs> but the truth is, uh, uh, what's the difference if uh, somebody has a glass of wine every night to relax after work or if they have a beer every night who, and, and, or you get high? Like what's the? I say I say get high because I'm still 16 years old. No, that's okay. I say get high. You know, Kevin Meany's mom used to say, uh, um, Oh, wait, you said something that reminded me of something, Kevin, you said... Uh, well, you used to have a problem with those pants, I guess. Why do you... <laughs> the big pants. Sometimes that thing, I just can't believe he's not here. Yeah, it sucks. Do you remember the first time you saw Kevin oh, Meany? My, can I tell you something? I took yeah. a week off of work when I was a... a, a, a my first year in standing-up comedy, I was worked pre- pretty consistently, and I took a week off work around my birthday so I could see Kevin Meany... Uh, Kevin Nealon, who I'd also seen, was <laughs> wonderful. Kevin Meany at Catch a Rising Star in Chicago. Uh, as I, pay, I paid money, my girlfriend and I paid money to sit and watch him. That makes me love you even more because a lot of people know who Kevin Meany is. We're not acting, but at, at an early stage, I remember the same thing. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I couldn't, and I wanted to open for him so bad in New York City that I told them I would host. Mm-hmm. You know, I host the shows. You know, and uh, and I I went. It was like a place. And pick, like outside of bananas in a hotel, but they had it in the banquet room because he was he had just done his HBO special. Okay. So in the comedy club was in a room downstairs. They used upstairs. It looked okay. They put a stage in it. Four hundred people a night, and I opened Dwayne Cunningham Middle. I opened just to be on the show with him and Jimmy. People were like literally, not literally, uh, coming out to to regain right their air, like because. It, and I thought about something that made me realize how magical that audience was. Some people can have a double audience. We don't have to listen. They can have definitely a lot of brilliant people. And then you see they might have, you at least artistically had to be pretty open-minded to like Kevin Meany. Especially then. In right, especially, in right. 1995. 
2005 or uh, through 2000 when like Largo and the alt- quote unquote alternative scene was happening. I think uh, I think Kevin would have, like who's this guy? You go that guy? of course he fits in with this, but to be working the same clubs as. Richard Belzer and Seinfeld and Reiser and guys that were, you know, a little bit more. Well, I mean, Belzer did that crowd work, but you know what I mean? Those yeah, I know guys exactly what you a mean. A little more buttoned up comedy. And here's this guy kind of coming from a different direction and still killing. Because you know what? It reminds me sometimes, like, what, to get what I do. If I, the thing with the band that I do on the road, I thought about this a year ago. You have to be able to clobber people that aren't in love with it right away. And, you know, and he was a well oiled machine. Yeah. And, oh, it was so, people were, it was just, and then I even tried to be positive when I saw his HBO special, like, six months ago, like, towards the, you know, the suits get made fun of a lot in the business, you know, the suits, and I thought the positive end was it. He was not famous. That HBO special that he did in Red Wing, the opening had to cost someone at HBO a shit ton of money, Uh dancing through the street. At the end, they hook him up to a harness, blast off, and he blasts off, and he takes off. Someone gave him a budget to do that. I means somebody on the business end of it had a vision, and I want to know who that person is because, y- g- thank you, because you're the, like. Well, who was the guy? Who was the guy at HBO at that time? There was a guy I forget his name who uh, kind of had that vision. I will not remember his name. It wasn't Chris Albrecht. Was I want to say it was Chris Albrecht. Okay, thank so you for saying that. I was going to say it might be a Chris. Was maybe. it him? It it it, it could have been. I'm and gonna, he. I gotta wear these. And by the way, I think oh, I'm back, yelling. Back, <laughs> you're fine. Back to the headsets. I want to talk about that. Then back to Kevin Meany. We need to get better headsets. Oh, no, Jimmy, you're doing it all wrong. No, Jimmy, (laughs) you're putting the both ears on one side of your ear so they're going to fall off. That loop-de-loop at the top, put that over your head. And then one soft thing goes on. Like like earmuffs. Like a head? Oh, like earmuffs. Earmuffs. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, right? Oh, yeah, there we go. Right? Hello, 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 hello. I, I just fear I'm yelling, and I don't want to be yelling. Do you want me to put mine on, too? No, you be. I want you to be comfortable. I'd like Aristotle to wear them. Oh, yes, we're cool. Can I tell you, it makes it... Can you bring mine down a little? Yeah, bring, it may, bring mine down maybe it does too. make it more intimate. Hello. Well, I think it means we're not yelling at each other. Yeah, we're Because you and I both have... We both uh, are passionate, and we both like to mm-hmm. uh, yell when we really should just be talking. Let's, because let's, we're excited, and I mean that in a complimentary. Let's let's try. Just to me George Goebel. I say that <laughs> in the complimentary. I also thought when you were coming here today, how calm could me and you be to start? Like right now, let's just talk. We we know each other really well, but we don't know each other really. It's nice to see you. So let's just, how could we just me and you? You know, just, hey, we're, me and Jimmy, we're hanging out. We don't have to be. You know what, you know what though? Right? I hear your premise, and I push it aside. Uh, for this reason, I so enjoy seeing you that I don't want to be relaxed. I don't either. You don't that need- was the joke. Like, why would we want to sit here and try Never. to make pretend to be these fucking people? You're taking your headsets off and flipping them? I think I hit them the wrong way. To George Carlin. I, see, I have to use that term now. I'm getting better headsets. You have to. I said to George Carlin, I'm embarrassed now. Oh, you said to George? I'm embarrassed to George Carlin. Before he passed away. He's dead. <laughs> George, what last What did thing? he do? Fuck him. He's dead. If he was so great, hey, he wouldn't be dead. Hey, why are you mad at him? Well, because, you know, I don't know. It just That's seems your like, That's your go-to. Uh, nah, no more. I'm Who's gonna... your hero? Rickles? I don't think Rickles is your hero. Who would be no. your hero? Do you have one? Like, could you, uh, three is so much easier for anybody to... Who are your three? Uh, write them down. <laughs> write, really? Your, write your three down, and I'll write my three down, and let's see if we. Oh, if we okay, overlap. cool. I love it. Hey, John, do do you have any um, music to play as we're writing it down? You have a band here. Oh, well, <laughs> the truth is, he doesn't really play the keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to show him. Show him. Oh no, no, no. We we have it. But uh, but you can you do something on the drums? 
Okay, I'm writing mine down. Yeah, I, need a, uh, I need a utensil. Isn't that funny how he knew what to do right away? He's very good. Eric He's Cal- playing. Oh, you know Eric Calvert. Eric Calvert. His dad's a magician. Right. How do you? What do you? How do you know that? Uh, you know, you mind your business. How I know people. Okay. Do you? <laughs> so unnecessary. <laughs> Hold on. I don't want to hurry through this. Why am I? That's what I mean. Okay. We decided to do this. Why do I feel like I'm in a hurry? Why can't I stop? I believe that uh, that is the problem with 90% of podcasting is rushing to get nowhere. Okay. And you know what I realized when time. I re-listened to it? Yeah. No one's in a hurry but us while we're doing it. The listening audience right. is not. No, they're there for a reason. So let me calm down. Yeah, slow down. Remember when Howard Stern was looking for a cart? I never cared driving in the car. I would love it. I love it. He couldn't find a cart, and then you heard, I think Robin had it over there. Yeah, right? And right? then you'd be like, oh, and you're like, so that's when I think, shh. All right, I'm going to write it down. This is a, okay. By the way, do you mean old school guys like Rodney Rickles in that area? I'm saying the three. The three guys that you would, thank you for this. The th- three guys that you would. Okay. Uh, uh, called your your heroes, if that may you know. Uh... I'm gonna go with five. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> well, I like it. And then uh... wait, this is hard. What if I try to make myself look younger, John Mulaney? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I know we're looking for. Right. Could be Roy Scove. I wrote down eight names. You did. I got. A, I got. I got two lists. I got the the legends, my heroes that are legends, and then I got three guys that uh, are currently working that I greatly admire. Oh, this is too much work so for ahead. me. No, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. You got the symbols going. That's always relaxing to write to. <laughs> John, what can you play? So hold on one second. No. You... Perfect. That's more relaxing. Thank you. <laughs> that's great. That's your dad. Shit, yeah. why am I so nervous? Can I look at yours? No. no. That's not um, the fun of it. I know. Okay, this is right what's in your heart. Lower this a little bit, and I think we're great. What's in your heart? Perfect. Todd? All right. Okay, heart? okay, you're right. You're right. Okay. okay. You answer this on every morning radio show for the last 30 years. <laughs> you know this. No. Okay, I got two written down. And. I wrote eight. <laughs> so you're comfortable with two. What am I kicking? There's a cord I'm kicking. All right, got it. Oh, I just... I mean... Okay, Brian. <laughs> Is, if I, if, can I, I'll ask... Okay, I got it, I got it. I'm going to ask the crew a question. Yes. Are there videos in the room? Are we videotaping no, this? None at all. So the, why is there a fake keyboardist? <laughs> For you. You had this guy come. No, he's my friend. He's I my under- girlfriend's brother. I understand <clears throat> who he is. Yes. But he, you you set this up for him to sit behind there to <laughs> fool me as I walked in? Well, to look so it seems exciting. No wonder he, he couldn't wait to shake my hand when I uh, he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, he, he, you, didn't you notice when you shook his hand he kept playing pretty yeah, good? Yeah. <laughs> I did notice that. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Pardo Podcast Pioneer. There you go. So I just got nervous and I wrote down four names. Okay. Okay. Ralphie May. <laughs> Light it up. That was okay. his big bit. Okay. So um, hey, was that the year you were on last comic? No, he was on the he was on the first year. Was I was on, on the second year. That's right. Who won your year? Heffron. Uh, Heffron, right? Where Gary Goldman said the funniest thing in the world after uh, John cried in his testimonial, and the and, and Heffron walks back into the room and uh, back into the house you guys stayed at. And he goes, "You probably want some water. You're probably dehydrated, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> and it made me it made me love Gary Goldman. That line alone. Gary Goldman out on tour, getting it right. I think it's called the Getting It Right Tour. Doing it up, closing it up, wrapping it up, shipping it up, shipping it out, shipping it out, flapping it out, flip flap, flip 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 flap, 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 flap,
So I wrote these four names down. I see. And 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 it's. I, I, why am I nervous? Hold on. Do we want to make this a Peace game? Peace of mind tour. What else? Uh, do game. you want to make this a game? How do you make it a game? How do you With make music? it a game? We we I feel we do this every week. Okay. Yeah. Let me hear some music. Okay. <laughs> and oh, I'll ladies, list mine. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Top Comedians for Myself. Okay. Soft in the background. A little more. Okay, I love it. Ugh. Okay, I put Rickles. Okay, all right. Uh, where's he at? Where do you put Rickles? Well, I didn't. Oh, you didn't say number them. I had no order. That's why. I, I got I, Rickles in my five hole. Okay. <laughs> out of the five, <laughs> I got Rickles at five. He's I have him in the number one. He's your top. Well, I have to say something that's not disrespectful to him, but as people listen to this, especially younger people, some of the jokes that the <laughs> don't stand the test of time, unfortunately, just the, the part with. At all. Okay, but there was another part of Rickles, and when I see someone emulating what he does, uh, that that was just just did it for me. The timing and the mm -hmm. that had nothing to do with that. It didn't. It didn't. Uh, it didn't matter what he said. We used to in high school. My buddy Paul and I would call it the toast theory. Didn't matter what you said as long as it was fast. Because one time. He said something, and I went, I don't know, what are you going to get, toast? Yeah. <laughs> and it made no sense, but we laughed. So then yeah. the rest of high school, we would say, toast theory. <laughs> and if, as long as you said it. Toast. Yeah. What are you going to do, go home and have a bucket of beluga? He said that to somebody once. <laughs> well, no, you sit at home with your pants and your ankles uh, having a can of Schlitz. Right. <laughs> you know, okay, Rickles, Kevin Meany. Kevin Meany, the aforementioned Kevin Meany. Definitely have to put him in there. Influence me, makes me go, there are no boundaries. Because you know what? I know I'm, I don't want to say there should be any no rules to stand-up comedy, but if I was going to say what people like about it, that it can be all over the spectrum, and that's why I still think it pleased somebody if they had an open mind, even though they were going to have to see a comedy show. It was basically a stand-up comedy show. There was a lot of, did you ever do this, and this yeah. guy sells the knife, and things your mother used to say. It was just put together in this, like, it, it was the most well-crafted thing that I'd ever seen. I think that's why it annihilated like it did. Yeah. It was just... It was, it was just, it, so it really, and it taught me there's no boundaries in comedy. You can do whatever yeah. you want. But, oh, but what I think it did do is if you went to see it, I think the good thing that, about going to see stand-up is, a friend of mine said this, if you go to see a good movie, a good comedy movie, you're still not going to laugh as much as if you go see a comedian that's out there right now doing his hour and he's at his best. You get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of laughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I like it to fall under those guidelines. I, when it slips into a one-man show... I don't mind it. I think that could help the craft, but maybe put it into a, a, a situation where people are expecting a one-man show. But I think for Kevin, no. If you came in for stand-up and you were willing to wiggle and, and do... It was still fucking... It still had a lot of laughs per minute, like crazy. Yes. So it was, you know... So that, I had to put Kevin Mean in there. All right. Hold on. We got we to gotta hear Jimmy's next. We got to trade these yes. off. Thank okay. you, I'm Harry sorry. Th oh, you, you know... Oh, Brother, speaking of one-man shows, I just saw Mike Birbiglia's one-man show, and it was terrific. Oh, down, yeah, yeah. I saw it, too. It was at, great. At the Amundsen. Yeah, the it, was uh, it was fantastic. All those toys fall from the ground. Yeah, they, well, they fall from the ceiling. And then they hit the ground. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Gravity. It Gravity. was fun to go see. It inspires you. It makes you think. Like you have an idea, and then you bring it to fruition. You know. Yeah. What do I do? Man, I yell at a band. All right. Uh, <laughs> I got uh, number number four is uh, Carson Johnny Carson. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. I know not not uh, traditional stand up uh, comedian, although he did stand up, but uh, still. For what we do and uh, the way that you and I, uh, specifically on stage, uh, Carson's a huge influence. Yeah, and you still don't look at, of course you're going to not put ones in there, and then the minute you mention it, you still don't look at anything that he ever did, like when he was at a roast or when he was doing something with Sinatra, and it still is timeless. Yeah. Like his sense of humor, and he just seemed to be like, just 
I don't know, really fucking cool. Yeah. You know, he, he did really fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Even like when you see pictures of him off, uh, you know, uh, like at a restaurant, and he's in a sweater that really anybody else wore that sweater, they would look like a nerd. And somehow he looks great in it. Yeah, yeah. Like you're wearing a crew neck sweater in July <laughs> and it's working. That's Carson. I picture a glass with a clinking ice cube. Of course you do. He used to carry a gun. You know. He used no, to... <laughs> did he really? Yeah, he would carry a gun. Really? Uh, yeah. Or maybe it was his manager. Somebody carried a gun. Maybe it was Janie. Yeah, it was Janie's got a gun. <laughs> That's who it was. Jimmy, Jimmy Pardo podcast pioneer. Thank you. How about a road to a thump at the end? Try watch this and beat. Jimmy, Jimmy Pardo podcast pioneer. If I, if I may, it's not my place. I thought the first one was better. Oh, uh, let's I, go with the first one. Yeah, let's Jimmy, go with the. Jimmy Pardo podcast pioneer. Don't you like that little crisper? It's crisper. Yeah, yeah, it's cleaner at the end. Yeah. Let's try it again. Try it my way. Jimmy, Jimmy Pardo, podcast well, that's not, that wasn't what you did the first time. G- I know. Now I'm being... Uh... Now I know you're right, but that one I like. You're right. That one I like. All right, yeah. Look, but, you, but let's you, go you, with you yours. You want a crisp ending, that's all. Listen. He knows what he's doing. How's Oliver? You're not a drummer. Oh. How's Oliver? Okay, we're not done with the list. Oliver. Does he listen to the show? I wanted to. Oliver. 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 Oliver, you look, did he did he at least isolate this part, Oliver, and play it for you? Uh, he's doing well and uh, loves the show. How old is he now? He's 12. God damn. And he gets it. He gets it. He saw me at the... Uh, you know, he used to see me do warm-up a few times at Conan. He would come, like, if I had to bring him to work, and he would sit off to the side and watch me, and he would laugh. And he was a young boy then. He's still young. He's 12. Uh, but over, uh, what was it, November of last year, he came to see me do a full hour at Flappers, and uh, Danielle showed me photographs of him and just dying and oh. just loving it. And then... Uh, when I came off, he's like, oh, Dad, when you said this, it was great. When you said this, it was great. And he was picking the things like that were really good, true improv. That was like, when you said this, that was really... He was like, yeah, that was my favorite thing, too. Like, he really... Isn't that, you know, isn't yeah. that great? Isn't that special? And yeah. it makes you relate. I know, I'm only comparing because I have nieces and nephews, and when they finally see me do stand-up, I feel like it makes our relationship so much better. Yeah. You know, because it's something... Uh, and And... Him being 12 years old, I think is a great litmus test. I honestly will think this, because I saw Rickles the first time when I was 12. Right. And whenever I think of something that I want to do on the road or a new bit with it, like when I have the band and do a bit with a band, I run it by my 12-year-old self, seeing Don Rickles, and would I laugh? And if the answer is, oh, fucking definitely, I do it. Because when you're 12, you get it. You have a great sense of humor at 12. Not all 12 years. Like, Oliver says the kids at his school do not have a good sense of humor. A handful do, If you're going to have a sense of humor. I'm yeah. sorry. It's, it's well-defined. You're right. If you, don't have one at, if you don't have it at 12, you're not going to have it ever. Or but you it, think, you know, and I hate, boy, do I hate this word, but, you know, he says that there's a lot of fart humor. And uh, he doesn't like that at all, but uh, the other kids think it's hysterical. Yeah, I have a new joke in my act about that, that people, I'm not going to try to do my act. But I, I love doing the bit because I feel like, honestly, to George Carlin, because I feel like it's... Sh- well, because you... <sighs> I'm just looking. I was hoping he was looking. No. <laughs> <laughs> he looked away with the biggest comedic look away in the yes, world. Then he goes, oh, no, I was just looking over there. Because I'm looking over. Who's that, Vinny? Oh, yeah, Vinny. How you doing, Vinny, baby? Vinny on the 88s? <laughs> uh, There's 88 keys in a piano, Todd. 
Oh, I don't know. Well, he doesn't well, know. Well, I mean, that. Not, not that one, but yeah. I mean, uh, you know. Do you know how to play? Okay, I want to stay on track. Not yeah. that we have to. But what are we? Oh, 12 year olds. So yeah. I don't want to sound like I'm flip flopping my opinion. Now, here you go. Well, not all 12 year olds. But I mean, if that's what you're going to have and that's what you want to do, you're, by 12, you're. Your comedic sense yeah. of humor is sh- can be really sharp and silly, and I just think of that age when friends do bits. Like they might not call them bits, but when you're 12, you and your friends are just doing oh, yeah, bits. You're doing shtick. You're doing shtick. You're doing bits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see something and you all mock it. A day later, you're like, "You'll be the doorman, and I'll be that person, right. and I'll be the doorman," and mocking somebody or mocking a cop that was mean to them yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. It's always fun. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and br- uh, go ahead. You go now. Uh, well, see? Uh, what I was going to say to that is uh, Oliver uh, also came and he saw me at the improv. Uh, it was just a ten-minute set, and the uh, I ran into um, Eddie and your friend Mike uh, Carano uh, when it was over, and they said, "You know, you know, who's laughing the hardest in the room? Your son." <laughs> and it was like that was the coolest thing to hear because you know he's way in the back, you can't see, um, and it it means a lot to me because then I said, you know, you know, after he saw me do these two sets, I said, you know, who's your favorite comedian? And uh, he said, John Mulaney. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> so it felt good. It felt real good. <laughs> By the way, he's he, not wrong. He loves John. That's John great. Mulaney's the best. Con- he and Goldman are the best two guys working today. God, I just saw Gary. You know what it is? What makes me want to, their work ethic on working on their act. Well, well, I mean, nobody works harder than Goldman. It makes me. I mean, me. Mulaney's flawless. And, of course, Regan. I mean, those are the three I have Regan. contemporaries. I have Regan. Oswald, Andy Kindler, you, know, you uh, Paul Leff. I mean, those are the contemps. I have Regan on my list, on too. Your, on your list of heroes? Yeah. yeah. Because it's it's weird. You don't want to throw it on there because you feel like, well, but well, I know I heroes are... Re- right. Right, exactly. You yeah. know, but, I mean... If anyone, if you're going to list three people that make you go, did you sh- did you shred the comedy out of that fucking bit? Did you ring it and ring it? And just when I would think I would ring it, Brian Regan would get seven other great fucking jokes out of it. Right. Or when he thinks of a topic, I go, this is a weird way to criticize myself when he hits a topic that I did just as many times as him. I had that same experience. I signed car papers as many times as he did. What I'd like to say is, and I got like maybe a minute out of it, and he gets ten minutes out of it. I no, know. I got nothing, <laughs> nothing. I went through the same experience. I thought nothing, and I go, what the fuck else are you doing that with? So don't steal from him, but learn what's happening. So you, this is a true story. I swear to God. So right out of the bat, after I thought that, when he saw that bit about signing papers right. to a car. Whenever I was little, I used to drive around suburban neighborhoods. By the way, I don't expect you to relate with this. The joke is that it, did, I, it the first one out of the bat didn't work for me. And I always wondered why they don't put siding all the way to the back in the house. You know, in the front, they side it. to, And then the back, there's cement showing or the basement. Yeah, 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 right. And I went on stage and I go, that always fucking bothered me. Nothing. Because I thought maybe if he did it, you know, yeah. when I was a kid... So, I'm, you know, but it wasn't a great life. I, I, I think it was a, a bad example. Bad, bad, bad. Back of the house bits. It's not going to fly. Why was I just yelling? Yeah. Oh, I got nothing. I will tell you this to, uh, to agree with you. And I, I don't have an example. I'm sad to say. But I say to Danielle all the time because it might have been Mulaney. Might have been, I know it was Goldman. Oh, Goldman does the great bit about uh, going to get a drink of water in, in grade school. And then the kids would smash your head into it, you know, for a prank. Because that's funny. And I, would, and I said to Danielle, I've been wanting to do a bit about that for 30 years. <laughs> And I never did. And then why would I now? Because that guy did it perfectly. Like, and it was like, for 30 years we wanted to, and you didn't? You had the same experience, you lazy yeah. son of a bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but not, but I have been better at it. Yeah. I'm like, watching Gary at Largo made me go, you know, personal, anything that's personal that you want to tell, personal silly, personal deep, anything. Right. But anyway, so you want to hear my last one? What was it, Regan? 
No, I have one more. But, uh, oh, it's your turn. Wait, I, I, well, in, in my three spot, I've got uh, Paul Reiser. Paul I, Reiser? I very much enjoy Paul Reiser, yes. I still do. do. Do you know what? Paul Reiser was another guy in the 80s when everybody was doing a very, it just seemed more casual. It was casual, but I think it was still uh, in the Seinfeld, you know, the, the sport coat, the skinny tie. Uh, but I related, it, it, look, Jerry Seinfeld was the very first stand-up comedy show I ever saw in my life. So I love Jerry Seinfeld. But I, I liked Riser more than Seinfeld. Obviously, Seinfeld's not on my list. But uh, for that reason, like I thought they were from the same world, but I related to Paul in a way because he seemed like he was being a person, whereas Jerry's a guy reciting jokes. He, I'm with you 100%. And it seemed like maybe even then we couldn't say it as cleanly as we're saying it, but now I can totally... And I, I remember Paul Riser came through the Comedy Works a lot in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. He was our favorite comedian as the staff. Right. Like whenever, We loved hanging out with Paul Riser. We told him one night, he goes, it is, and we're like, we love you. He goes, it is fun, you know, being hanging out with me. Sometimes I even just hang out with myself yeah. around the house. You know, if I'm <laughs> bored, I say, maybe I'll hang out with myself. And uh, he went out after the show with everybody and was right. nice to everybody. But his comedy was like, it was, it was hitting on a different, not minutia, but like just... Different relatable things that didn't seem to be, uh, you know, that were being talked about. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, and and also he has one joke that me and my brothers we still remember to this day. Well, it's give, just, give, me, give me the premise. Of, see if I can remember the joke. Premise of the joke was when your dad wants you to eat something. Yeah, give it to me. Now he goes. He goes. Sometimes you know I'll be eating food with my you know my father would be like, why don't you uh, mix the potatoes in with the meat there? I go, Dad, I'm enjoying it. He goes, No, but you mix the. Uh, Potatoes and with the meat, you'll enjoy it. I go, Dad, I am enjoying it. He goes, But I'm not, goddammit. <laughs> Which I love that joke because I related with him not wanting his dad to tell him how to eat it, right. but also his dad. I've been like that. Like, you're eating oh, you and you want someone to eat it like you've had it delicious. Yeah. Mix the potatoes with the corn, you really enjoy it. But I'm enjoying it, Dad. But I'm not, goddammit. <laughs> love it. And one other thing, somebody, he said he was from New York. Somebody went, not boo, but uh, and he yeah. goes, oh no, you haven't been there in a while. They redid it in Wicker. <laughs> they got throw rugs in Manhattan. That's great. It's <laughs> to this day still. He said this that. to me, uh, not to me. I was in the car with him. This was at uh, we were working Catch a Rising Star in Oak Brook, Illinois, and um, we went to see a movie. And two things happened. I, I've told the story before, but it's worth sharing again. Uh, so we see the movie. We went and saw L.A. Story, the uh, the um, uh, Steve Martin movie, and we laughed and enjoyed the movie. And and we're two idiots. And to me, it was like. I'm, I'm acting the same way with Paul Reiser as I do with my buddy Tony. You know what I mean? It was the weirdest thing to me that he was so down to earth. Yeah. So we're leaving, and I'm driving because he, you know, he was in from out of town. And so we go up, and it, it, there was a sign that said "parking five dollars." And he turned to me and he goes, uh, "Don't worry, man, I got that." And so we pull, we pull up to the thing, and the guy goes, um, <laughs> "The guy goes, that's five dollars." And he leans over from the passenger seat to the guy in the booth. He goes, uh, "Paul Reiser, start station screen." <laughs> <laughs> and the guy goes, "Yeah, five dollars." He goes, "Jimmy, pay the man." <laughs> And then the guy in the, in the booth said, uh, hey, hey, you're that guy from My Three Dads. And Paul Reiser goes, well, it's my two dads, but I'm such a good actor, you think there's a third guy. <laughs> and I mean, just beautiful. And I mean, that was literally 30 years ago, and I'm still telling those stories because they're hysterical. Yeah, and he was, when you tell, when you, you know, like, the cadence of even his, when it comes out of his mouth, like, when you said that, pay the man. Like, it's just, yeah. I can picture his hand Should, gestures. Should we pay the man. Pay the man. It was, and it was, it was flawless. Flawless. That's why when I go to a club, I hope it happens mostly just because who I am. Mm -hmm. But if it means like always take the time, you know, when anybody walks into the room, a waiter, a waitress, somebody new, and you're at the other end of the room, you go over because I want to be Paul Reiser. Yeah. Like we loved Paul Reiser. 
Everybody on the staff, just we, and the owner loved him too. He came in there like three times a year, and that was a lot, right? You know, yeah, that's all. And he had just done diner, he had just done diner, and so it was like a big deal. We got yeah. him in there. He had just done diner, but anyway. And the one here, the last person. Oh, you want? Well, I, I got my number two, oh, and, you, and that's uh, Robert Klein. Is my number two. You know, you, you know, you know, like you can't write everybody down, but right. so for everybody you're writing down, I really, you know, like Robert Klein. Was you should save the expression for ahead of his time. He definitely broke through past the like. It, it, I I remember when I saw Robert Klein. It was like I it, that just seemed like something I'd never seen before. Like he was just talking about things. He in my opinion, and, I, mean, I can't and, say some, it. Right. Some will argue with me. It wasn't it, Seinfeld. Maybe it this will help you, Todd. Okay. <laughs> I uh, and, and maybe it won't. Maybe I'm just uh, running my mouth. Uh, I give him credit, and again, uh, others push back on this. I give him credit for the way that stand-up comedy became. Like, he was the first guy to do observational. Hey, did you ever notice? But he did it in a way that then Seinfeld adapted, and then other guys made, you know, uh, made their own. Is that at That's all? That's perfect. Because it was wasn't... because I didn't like any of that. No, no, I can tell you, because from what you said that... He, uh, first of all, you the one thing which you didn't think you were probably helping me with was I remember... I forgot, yeah, he did come before Seinfeld. I thought... Of oh, course, he, so he's twenty years older than Seinfeld, and, and nobody, and and it was just I remember bits that he was talking about commercials, yeah, and and he and he, and, he, and it was just so, uh, it was it was just like more. Re- I'd watched other comedians that seemed like bits. Oh, my husband, but it wasn't really. But, but he did. Klein did it in a way. It's like my husband, my wife. I think I'll keep her. What do you mean you think I'll keep her? Then he goes into the bit, and you're right. Other guys, it would seem like oh, he's doing a bit, whereas this felt like a guy telling yeah. you a story. And does he do stand-up anymore? I guess he was just up at the San Francisco Sketch Fest. I've had the pleasure of opening up for him twice. And was he Was he? Nice? I opened for him when I first started doing comedy, and he could not have been nicer to me when he should have said, uh, you're not talented, young man. Get out of this business. And oh, he so was, it was a long time ago. Oh, uh, yeah, like th- 30 years ago. And uh, he was super nice. He couldn't have been nicer. He said to me, this is 100% true. He said, uh, hey, you're great. I wasn't. Uh, have you done Johnny? And I said, no. And he goes, ah, oh, you're Dave guy? And I went, no, I'm not doing any television, <laughs> sir. I can't believe I'm on this show. Are you kidding me? Did you watch any of that? I didn't get a laugh in 12 minutes. What are you talking about? Um, and then I opened for him recently. Uh, he, he was do- He's doing a, uh, I, I believe they're doing a documentary about him. And it was at the World Famous Improvisation here. And Bud was there. And uh, it was me and uh, Rick Overton hosted. And then I uh, went up and then uh, Robert. And uh, Robert could not. He, of course, did not remember 30 years ago yeah, of yeah. working with me, and why would he? You know, uh, but he was—he couldn't have been more complimentary. And he's like, "You're just terrific," and it was like when you were your hero, a guy that used to your mom used to let you step. Hey, Robert Klein's on Johnny tonight. You could step and watch him, and then here's a guy—that guy's complimenting you. It's like that. It doesn't get better than that. And if you went back and watched that special. Uh, where he does, I can't stop your leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet it's it's holds the test. I listen of time. to those albums and I love them. They're you, still great. You know, uh, Child of the Fifties and New Teeth and uh, what's the other one? Uh, there's a third one that I can't pull the name of. And the mother's pushing the baby. Yeah. And yeah. The, the, the <laughs> Love it. He's 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 the. Are you be your last guy? Okay. Well, now I. Th- and then I I'm gonna give, re- and then I'm gonna give you my last. I guy. don't want to read it because now you. The question wasn't who do you think is really, which is a compliment in itself. But tell me if I'm right. The question wasn't who do you think is really fucking funny. No, I said who's your hero? Who hero? So hero. Uh, maybe I mean because because maybe this is just who do I think is really fucking funny, but hero. Okay, I'll just. I have Eddie Pepitone. Did you not understand the premise? 
We didn't say, hey, who'd you have lunch with last week? <laughs> so Eddie Pepitone wouldn't even be insulted if he was listening, which he won't. For, first of all, because Eddie, he knows the question. First of all, he's hysterical. Yeah, yeah, and I know, if, I know. We both know that. second thinks okay. that he's your hero, he's out of his gourd. Okay, so, well, he, he, he's a living legend. Um, so if I have to say someone, the hero to me means you grew up, they are in your DNA for the last, since you're eight years old, and then you, you start doing comedy and you're doing what they do. So I, I understand. Yeah. So Eddie... I know Steve Finearts. He'll probably go, oh, Todd gave you a little Hey, is that our guy's real name, Steve Finearts? Yes. I just saw somebody tweet that name out yesterday, and I was like, what a cool fake name. Isn't that name. a great name? But yeah. it's a real name. Yeah, Steve Finearts. Steve Finearts. Uh, here's my last one. Okay, you ready? so I don't have it. Uh, that, how about that's my... No, you're shit the bed. Your thing shit the bed. Okay. Uh, no, now that you said it, I'm going to take up more time. Hit the keys. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, number one, and... and, and uh, Do you want a drum roll? I, th- I think it probably helps. Okay. And can I put some reverb in your voice? Whatever you want. It just makes the show seem better. Yeah. Hello? Got a little on. louder. And now, Jimmy's. Not in any necessarily order. No, or, it's, no it's in an order. It is in an order. I've been being very clear about that. You've been order. very clear about that. Jimmy Pardo's number one hero. That's early applause. I didn't say anything yet. Well, we uh, they're applauding your intro. Applauding my intro. Uh, <laughs> Richard Lewis. <laughs> Richard Lewis. Okay, I I yeah. feel like I have something to say about everybody. You're supposed to. That's the point of this is to have conversation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just, Richard we, we Lewis. We just list names and go see you tomorrow. Richard, let me take my jacket off because I really want to talk. You want to get loose? Richard Lewis, yeah. By the way, we have to go in for the clothes. Is it quarter of seven? Wait, we're gonna go already? Quarter of six. Well, yeah. Can you stay for another? 25? Uh, hang on a second. What, it's it's uh, an hour. We have 15 more minutes. will be an hour. Can I say what my wife just texted me? Yes, of course. I, I know you're a This is that show. type of show we don't worry anymore. We used to worry. I know. Now we don't worry. We still do, but we used to, too. Uh, you know, we're recording. Are you comfortable saying what night we're recording this? Yeah, anything We're is recording fine. this on the night of the State of the Union address. Yes. From Did, uh, my president. Right. And, uh, my wife, my wife just texted me, do you want me to record this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then she said, I recorded the bullshit. <laughs> so... Jimmy Pardo podcast Pardo. Here on the Todd Show. I want to hear Jimmy Pardo. Here on the Todd Show. There we go. Can I ask? That was great. In a high pitched voice? Sure. Uh, who does that? Who provided that song for you? Is that something? That, that is Joe McKenzie. He does all the music. Came up Joe, to me. Sh- Joe, Joe McKenzie. Joe McKenzie. He came up to me after a show about many, many years ago in Portland. Gave me a, a hard drive with this one song he made for the song, and very shy, very bashful. And then we became really close friends with the show. And you're friends with McKenzie. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, uh, I, I loved that. Whatever he just did there, Joe. If you're listening, if I can get a version of that without Todd's name in it, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that I could use on my show, I uh, would welcome. Okay, him. that's done because he listens every week. McKenzie not to give him homeworck. Joe McKenzie. Well, Do you have, are there any others that he did in the past for Jimmy? That he might forget about. Oh wait, no, that's uh, that's uh, we have Lynn Shore. Oh yeah, fuck Lynn. Jimmy Pardo, you are long overdue. But Jimmy Pardo, you are finally here tonight. There you go. If I had to say, my favorite part of that was the drums. Thank you. They, I know. They Drew. felt like they were in the room. They are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> 
Richard Lewis. Yeah. I'm really on target. I'm really on, I'm, I'm, uh, what do you, you call it? You know why? Why? You're not you're high. Here. You're focused. <laughs> you know what your problem you're is? Present. You know what your problem is? I'm accurate? No. What's my problem? I'm on heroin now. What, you doing the H? Yeah, baby. You right got a problem with it? No. Square face. <laughs> Go between the toes, baby, so your boss doesn't see. <laughs> <laughs> That's my advice to anybody who wants to do heroin. I was in the record business, baby. I know everything. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Tell me about Richard Lewis. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, there's so many. Like, I get hero now because it, inf- it doesn't... It real fucking funny is a compliment. It's not like you, because you don't have certain people on this list. You, there's people that aren't... Hero, I get it. And Richard Lewis, definitely... Like, if I was going to, uh, you know, we shouldn't have to our heroes be three. So I just, like, you list as many as you can mm-hmm. think. A lot of people influenced you. Not just made you laugh fucking hard. Some made you laugh real hard, but they didn't necessarily influence you. That's a compliment, too. Right. But some laugh and influence. Richard Lewis, in the midst of everyone doing this formulaic, because you know what? I'm going to be, that, that, I don't like when that group of comedians from the 80s gets too on their high horse of pompousness, because, I'll tell you why, because... And I was there, so I can say it. It's not like I'm a 20-year-old comedian. Every era is great. There's greats in every era. Every era, you're going to have good comedians and bad comedians. But guess what? The 80s was the worst. It didn't mean we didn't have brilliant comedians like Richard Lewis in there, but there was a lot of shit. Right. So when that group gets high on their on their mighty, you know, on their on their high horse, like, oh, what comedy is today? And they're not really... I think Richard Lewis, while everyone was doing this very formulaic thing, going up on stage... And I fucking knew it was good. Yeah. And he would, ha- and he would just, and my mother, and she, you know, she, she can make a turkey for Thanksgiving. She took a turkey loaf. She tried to glue two wings onto it. And she started jiggling the change from the turnpike. <laughs> right? Jiggling the change. The minute she got out of the house, she'd be jiggling, jiggling the change <laughs> until it. she got to the turnpike. I don't even know the full form bits anymore. Right. But seeing him at the Comedy Works uh, n- annihilate most of the shows, but then see him just do so, you know, just the audience wasn't into it. I saw, I worked, I opened a forum in Columbus, Ohio, where uh, I, I've never seen this many people walk out of a show, and he was being brilliant. It's not like he was having a bad show. He, to me, and the staff... Was this recently or back then? Oh, no, this is uh, 20 years ago. Right. Uh, but he would, well, 90, maybe 98. So he's touring comedian, and he's on his... Yeah. Yeah, he's not like uh, he hasn't done it in a no, while. No, 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 yeah. no. It, it was... Just this particular show, we've all had them. Uh, I mean, not recently for me. You know, pretty solid. <laughs> me too. I mean, I don't have that they're, problem. They're triples. You know we do. The we know what we're doing. Right? You, you get a double. Say, maybe yeah, you get up. you pick it up a little bit. Right. But, you, but, but for other people, we understand. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I like those two guys battling Donahue. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh sure. I mean, fine, they don't include themselves. Do, do you know that I do an impression of him on? I do an impression of you doing him on stage. No. What is? Well, it? I'll go. Then we'll do this. Then we'll go back. And we'll do it right after this. <laughs> I, I go. I go. Apparently, I'm Todd Glass doing Phil Donahue, and three people will laugh. And, that, and that's really <laughs> that's all enough. I, well, no. First of all, nobody really should. Yes. Because it's a ridiculous, obscure, three removed impression. And I still remember it. Tomorrow on our show, we have gay, lesbian, homophobic, cross-dressing, nymphomaniac, narcoleptic, crack addicted, megalomaniacal, overweight, twenty-one personality, twin sisters. They say they have the right to teach mm-hmm. your children in your public schools, and we'll be back. <laughs> Love it. Love okay, it. so so Richard Lewis, so Richard was just, Lewis, yes, yeah, just doing real fucking stories. He was doing alternative comedy, again, yeah, like, like Meanie. I mean, he was doing it in 1977. And you know what? They probably the certain comedians made fun of him then because it wasn't. No doubt. Uh, what's he doing up there? Just tell you, you got to have jokes. You got to have jokes. Oh, and I'm not. This is not my uh, indirect way to twi- to insult Richard Lewis. It's like 
whatever they did to him, I don't want to be, not they, I'm sure there were tons of comedians that knew how brilliant he was, but you know, whenever it was different, I guarantee there were a lot of them going, yeah, it's not my thing. Right. You know, he just goes know. up there and talks. Yeah, just go, yeah, meanwhile. Yeah, and he's brilliant doing it. Oh. He's my hero. That's it, number one. He came to the Comedy Works, and uh, we did a college together. Who did? Me, him, and that was it, and then the owner drove us. You got a and, ride, And, uh, huh? what? You got a ride? Uh. I, I, just noise. I just made noise. <laughs> I didn't I didn't help the conversation. You can do whatever you want. No, that's unfair. All right, listen. You know what we were going to do the last- You were going to say something about go the college that you did. Oh, no, just that, um, oh, you know, he did very well there, too. And oh. he, and it was just, they those students- it was not that many, if I remember, you know, I don't remember the number, I just remember the size of the room, probably about 300 people, it was crowded. Right. And he just, I mean, he really did well. I did 10 minutes opening, I did okay, but he just did so well. He was so great. Oh, he had, he had, they had a, uh, a big, they couldn't get a piano or something, but they had a big table up there, like a dining room table. Oh, so you used that all as his notes, notes yeah. You know, and... Uh, God, it was just so amazing, and it was not just talking. Meanwhile, you know, like a lot of the, like the tone in your voice, you know, <laughs> fucking assholes, fuck them, <laughs> fuck them all, I like this fuck guy. them all. Anyway, okay, so that's that paper. Can I tell you this? Yes, yesterday at my podcast, the award-winning podcast, Never Not Funny, um, I left and I had forgotten my jacket. And so I, I leave the studio, and literally five minutes later, I walk in, and the, the rest of my crew is still there. Uh, my, I, the guy's on my show, not my crew. Uh, and I walk in, I go, I forgot my jacket. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking moron. That big fucking dummy forgets his jacket. Look at this fucking dummy, huh? And I just was doing it really to nobody, just making myself laugh. I mean, I don't even know if they heard it. I don't know if they were laughing. I have no idea, but I, do, I was just doing the same thing because uh, I think it's hysterical just to get unnecessarily mad at fucking yourself. Moron. Fucking moron. Fucking dummy, it. you know where your jacket is? You no! <laughs> Let other comedians forget where they're at. I'm better than that! <laughs> By the way, it's nothing like crimping up a piece of paper you and don't need, like need it, and then needing it. it. Well, because there was something I wanted to do is we go in for the clothes, which means it just takes, we can take our time. Can you go in for a slow close? You got you got 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, can I say this real fast? Yes, Because uh, it applies to what we were just talking about. My grandfather, uh, Leon, my uh, my mother's uh, Leon father. Redbones. Am I right? I'm just giving it a stab. No? Uh, okay, I don't know, Jimmy. I'm just your guy. I'm just a schmuck trying to make a living. Uh, well, first of all, the guy's name is Redbone, so that probably uh, deflates your guess. That's the... Uh, <laughs> or negates it more than deflates it. Um, he would do this. He would go... Uh, uh, he, he would tr get his wallet out like he's at a grocery store, and they would say, uh, you know, f you know, uh, seven ninety nine, sir. Uh, okay, and then he would fiddle with it, and he, if he couldn't get out of it, he would go, oh, "I wish I could die." <laughs> <laughs> was and, he being funny or anxious? I think he was being funny. Funny. I think he was doing it. I, at least I want to. To this what? day, I want. I want to think. He was doing it uh, to make himself or hopefully the other person laugh. Say it again because we can continue it on the show so your grandfather has a... I just, exactly what does he say? Go, I, uh, I can't... Oh, I wish I would die! <laughs> and it was... It I was, just want to die! It was hysterical. It was hysterical. Can I tell you, if he was yeah. being funny or anxious, it's really funny either way. Yeah. Because anxious, that means he's just funny anxious. I just want to die! Yeah. He certainly didn't want to die. No, so. no, he did not. How, how old did he live? 99. Was that so? He so how long ago did he die? Oh boy, what is it now? Uh, uh, two thousand maybe, maybe uh, twenty years ago. Oh, Vinny's grandmother is just seriously, for what it's worth, uh, turning a hundred and one in April. Oh, she still goes to the movies in the car, like the quality of what life. Is she, what does she see? What kind of movies does she like? <laughs> <laughs> what if that's what I took that's away from this? Exactly. <laughs> what movies? What's the last movie you took her to? What'd you take her to, Vin? Uh, my mom and her sister took her to see Damn Yankees, and 
You mean the the the, the classic? Yeah. Well, oh, that's great. Yeah. So, but does she see any current movies, or does she like go back to the old days? She goes back to the old days, like when the Alamo Draft House or something plays an old movie. Yeah, that's great. Huh? Did yeah. she go see 1917 and point out the flaws? Because <laughs> 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 she may have been there, gentlemen. Come on! She wasn't. By the way, I know Thank how math you. works. She was not there. I, I want to be clear. I don't want somebody to tweet at me. I wouldn't normally email you. I'm not a detail-oriented person, but... That's right. Are you mad because we're mimicking you? Do you know there's someone steaming oh, at their house? That's me. The, I pictured a wife. He seems. He seems to be up. They seem to be upsetting you, Carl. <laughs> no, I can be mocked. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, slow burn here. So, so I thought a way to close. I wanted to go on and find Chicago cover songs and see if we could find any you like. Okay. Is that my? Who did this? Is this Chicago? We sure we found one. Who is this? Let's be fair to it. But th- th- this just sounds like an instrumental version. Oh. What, is that what you wanted? Jimmy, is it, would you feel uncomfortable to dance? Oh, cover. <laughs> I, I, again, we're not on video, so I don't no. see any reason. I to like it. the... Uh, I misunderstood you when you said covers. Oh, that's okay. I, I like I, the I instrumental. instrumental. You know what? We could talk over it. If you leave me now. You know, on my show, at the award-winning podcast, Never Not Funny, a listener sent in a version of this about uh, my uh, my glasses. <laughs> do we have, do we have it? Can we get a copy of it? I don't know. Yeah, you, 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 I think that's exclusive to my show. No, <laughs> come on. No, yeah, if you, want, if you want to hear it, you got to go over there and listen to it. Well, I, how, I think that's exclusive. Can't yeah. you send it over here? I don't think I can. Please. Can please. I talk to you, and honestly, off the podcast for a second, push the mics away? Yeah. Okay, is that cool? To, to potato salad? I'm just not comfortable with that. I mean, come on. I played on this show. It's cross-promotion. Is that cross-promotion or is it you ripping me off? Oh, Jimmy, are you serious? I don't like this bit. Did you not like it as much as I didn't I, like it? I hated it from the get-go. Oh, I fucking hated <laughs> it so bad, Jimmy. From I the- hated myself. And you know what? I wish I was fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> Stand up when I make a record. <laughs> audience, you dickhead. He doesn't have to stand up. Well, I wanted him to for you. You're here. It was See? about your joke. <laughs> well, it was, but it was about your grandfather and me living on. Like, th- you know, you don't know where someone is, but he's still, he's not dead until he's forgotten. Mm. So that came, oh, I just want to fucking die. Yeah. I'm going to use the fuck out of that. <laughs> Whatever happens. If I, my hose tangles up, ah, oh, you're fucking kill me. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love I threw it. threw a hose out once, and I'm a gar- being honest. A garden hose? A garden hose with some, I won. Oh, you want to tangle up? <laughs> oh, you think it's a little battle? Oh, you go, you go, really? You're in the, f- I thought you're in the trash. Okay? <laughs> oh, did you think you'd tangle up on me? You were gonna, I was going to go back and forth with you. Oh, you won't untangle. Hey, you're in the fucking trash. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not fucking playing games with you. <laughs> that hose is done. That hose is dead. You got rid of the hose. Yeah, my new hose. I got, I said, You got a good hose? I fucking, excuse my language. <laughs> what kind of hose did you get? They, they don't tangle up. 
You gotta, Whatever it is, it's this thing. I saw it on an infomercial. I bought it. It was but a which, cheap one. But which one is it? Is it the one that expands? Or is no, it the, those I kept popping. Or, or, is, kept, it, or is it the uh, the coil? The, it's a co- the coil. Yeah. And, and coil. there was a cheap coil one that wasn't good. But then I found out there's a better, it, the same concept, but a, a much more well-built one. And that one I've had for three, four years. And you love it. I do. What do you usually go? You go through hoses like every month or so, don't you? Of course I do. So to have this one for four years, that's have a this record. This one is a, four, for a big deal. you got to be thrilled. You know what's funny? One of the things I thought, how about if we do this to close? And it's sort of what we're just doing. We infomercial something. Oh, no. You, when, when we do this, I mean you do it. I know, but I, I think we can both do it. No way. Oh, no. There's nothing more fun than watching you do Because you know what I was going to do? What Every, everything. Uh, hold on one second, everybody. Everything, I just found out about this about six months ago. No, what is this? Seasoning. This is a it's seasoning. everything bagel seasoning. Okay, so it's like if you have a bagel and, yeah. and you're that guy. That you like, like that. You like the onion, you like the salt, you it's like a, the jalapeno, a, it's, it's that sort of thing. It's a very distinct everything bagel taste. And this is a seasoning for that. This t- makes it taste like that. I so if that. you had a plain bagel and you... <laughs> what am I? I'm being the other guy. I know, but I was—I didn't think you were. I was just answering you naturally. I want to talk about it so much right? that your your over the top questions that nobody in real life would give a fuck about. I took is like, oh my god, he really cares about no, my everything. I'm bagel. being the other guy, you idiot. All right, here we go. And what? Is, and so this comes in now. Is that all of it? Is well, this. In? Let me tell you something, Jimmy. Do I we see. have any? What do they do in one of those shows? Would they have people in the background? You think like rap, like answering the phones so subtly? I don't know. I don't want to. I want to make this bit sound real, like we're on QVC. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, okay, that could be. I'll play the call. I don't want to give you any uh, business you don't want to do. Like you'll play the caller, and then you got to think of it. So hello, 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 hello. Oh. hello? Okay. Got that ready for that. Okay. I guess we'll go to close. How about if we go to close? Who, who am I in this then? I'm just, I'm just watching. I thought you were the person. Am I that? Okay, so I'm the person. Nah, I don't want to make you do No, anything. I'm the QVC guy, and you're the guy that... Uh... I have the product, and you're just... We just got to talk about... What, here's the no, clear... no, you got to be the guy that, that upsells it. Well, that, hold on. Maybe we have great. something else. I also want to point out that at Trader Joe's, they have that seasoning, and it's called Everything But the Bagel. Oh. oh, it's just a nice bit. Right? Fuck the bit, then. Oh, fuck the bit. <laughs> nice going, fuck Aristotle. That, fuck, fuck that the bit. Fuck Aristotle. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. No, fuck him. Fuck Don't him. Do a show. Fuck, fuck Aristotle. Him. Stand up, Vinny. Stand the I, fuck I, up. I hated Vinny. the bit. Oh, I wanted it to die. I wish I was dead. I want to be dead now. Like the bit. The bit was dead from the start, and now I'm dead too. I'm gonna kill myself. Fuck it. No, no, go, go. Jimmy's left already. Aristotle. John, let's go. Let's go. Oh, God. Are you serious? You're fucking mad, right? Fuck. Fuck Aristotle in 10 years. You've never done that. We'll come back with this. Okay, crank it up. And you want to... Sure, it's the after show. You feel the vibe in the room?
a night you'll never forget. Our news team doesn't leave any stone uncovered. Comments are not forthcoming from no one. Our news team doesn't hide the truth. Pet tigers are loose from the zoo. Maybe they were just cats. And our news team doesn't know the difference between a cat and a tiger. You're listening to The Todd Glass Show. Wow, this is a produced show. First of all, this is the after show. Thanks, Eric, for bringing us in here with Lucky Chops. Eric in the room on the drums, Eric Calver, the great Eric Calver. Nobody can play the drums quite like Eric Calver. It's the Todd Glass Show podcast with Eric Calver on drums. And Jimmy Pardo was in here, and it was great. We just talked a lot this show, which I loved. I love Jimmy Pardo. He's, uh, I, you know, I've known him a long time. And I'll say the same thing I say every other time. Like, why don't we hang out outside of here? Maybe that's why we, maybe that's the friendship we have. It's like you should be best friends and hang out all the time. But maybe the fact that you don't, whenever you see each other, you get, uh, it's just a lot of fun in a, in a short period of time. And um, I'll miss him. He's passed away, am I right? Oh, no, he's just left the show. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Well, um, and now it's the after show, and I'm excited because I don't... Look, this is what this after show is going to be. I'm going to tell you right up front. We have been out of the studio, which you think I would have said on the opening. I probably will talk about this on the opening when I throw to the first part of the show on my phone, but I want to say it now. I've never been out of the, sh- the studio so long, and I missed it. I missed everybody. Like, I really did. Like, I was like, I couldn't wait to get back here. And uh, and be in this. It's just it's a lot of fun. I never get used to it, and uh, so so we haven't been here for a while. And so here's what we're going to talk about. Number one, John and I obviously going to talk about the tour. Uh, Aristotle has an, is living in a new house. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend's brother uh, has his wire. He had to have his mouth wired shut because of dental work, and he can't talk. <laughs> He said he's just happy to be in the room and it's a great energy. And then Eric Calver, we're going to find out what you know what's going on with you. It doesn't have to be big, doesn't have to be small. Some people say it's medium, it's okay. But we're going to find out where what we've been doing, what's happened, all that stuff and many more things. <laughs> no, I learned a long time ago whenever they go um you know, come on down to blah blah Chevrolet. We got you know, pizza, popcorn, and lots more. There's probably not lots more. <laughs> because people would lead with the lots more. They're not going to go, you get there. Hey, I noticed they said there's pizza and popcorn. What was the lots more? Free computers. <laughs> wow, that is lots more. <laughs> if it was but, worth mentioning, they would have led with it. If it was worth, right, if it was worth mentioning, they would have led with it. Can you text me that so I can remember to put that in my act? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to do that. You don't know how to text? I've never texted. So tell me about your house. Well, I thought we were starting with the tour. No, that's the headlining story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, the host we story. Yeah, well, I know I was on the tour, story. so I'm more curious uh, of everybody else, because but, but excited to share it. But so you, I, how do I find this out even? But someone tells me, they're like, 
Did you hear Aristotle? Uh, where were you living before? In Glendale. Where? Uh, in an apartment, kind of. Uh, it's an apartment. I forgot what it's actually called, but okay. it's an apartment. And then you just got into a new house. Yes. Nice. So where's the house? Uh, in Alhambra. It's a... I mean, at this point, it's not a secret. Uh, I was out... Uh, Did you I was buy living, it? No. Yeah, I was uh, going to say. Living with... I need to borrow money from My him. girlfriend of 10 years. That ended. Mm-hmm. Moved back in with my mom temporarily. But as that was happening, she was already in the process of looking for a new house. So I was a little bit like, oh, okay, that puts a little pressure on me. But also... We did not expect for her to find another house so quickly. Like, as soon as I moved in, boom, holy shit, we got this house. I was like, well, what if I rent the house from you? You move to the new house. My friend Chris moves in with me. And now we're paying rent to her. I co-own the house with my mom. Which doesn't feel earned, but I'm still proud as shit of it. Because, I I mean, I'm still literally having to pay for it. Nice. I love it. Uh, and is there a good energy in the house that you can't believe that, wait, I get to uh, stay here? Like Yeah, like, I mean, as a kid, I always, like, I didn't, because it's on a hill, and it's got a great view. I love it. But as a kid, I was like, there's going to be earthquakes, and it's going to slide. And that's still a possibility, <laughs> I guess. But uh, now I'm like, fuck, this is, this is a crazy house. It's super weird. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's got a lot of character, and I would hate to lose it. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and and also to have a place where you like being will yeah. make you go out. Like, it's fun not to go out when you create a place that you like. Okay, this oh, is yeah. my place. So who who lives there with you? Uh, my best friend, Chris. He actually just moved in this week. Chris. Great. Didn't we talk about him yes, on the show? Yes, uh, he came in. Chris, what's his last name? Saldana. Oh, yeah. Chris Saldana. Sure, Chris Saldana. Hey, I'm Chris Eldon. Everybody hey, knows Chris me. Eldonia I'm a good guy. Here. Chris, Chris, hey, Chris. I'm a Chris Eldon. Sure, Eldonia I'm a Chris Eldon. Yeah. What did you say his name was again? Chris Eldon. Chris Eldon. Chris Eldon. everybody. I'm Chris Eldon. I live with Aristotle. You, you try to hurt him. You gotta bounce around me. Oh yeah, I'm Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> okay, doctor, <laughs> you didn't have to squeeze so hard. <laughs> these are ad libs. No, these are not. Chip Chancy wrote that for me. <laughs> I tell get out of any bad joke. I go. I can't believe Chip Chancy wrote that for me. That's a new thing we say on this show. <laughs> I can't believe Chip Chancy wrote that for me, and we were gonna use the fuck out of that. Yes. Chip Chantry's already here because Blake Wexler told him, hey, uh, they mention your name at two minutes. And you know why? Because that's me. <laughs> I think I, I'm making fun of myself. Why do I think everyone's running to where their name's mentioned? Because I do. <laughs> why don't I bear my soul instead of placing judgment on poor... St- but with Steve Finearts, it is fine. He hired a crew of people <laughs> to listen to every podcast. This is the truth, I swear. Steve Finearts hired a crew of people to comb the internet if he gets mentioned to send it to him <laughs> and that's he said that's all only thing he can do to masturbate to <laughs> that makes him come and i don't blame him i don't judge him he's my friend i love him but steve fine arts um did what i just said and we'll be back <laughs> we'll be back <laughs> we'll be back like that was worth 
to do with Whitney Houston. When news happens, the Todd Glass News nothing team to do will with be somewhere do. around. If she had been staying in this hotel, we would have been dealing with it. Telling if you she would have been staying about in this it, hotel. They randomly boring. Or maybe not. Now let's listen You're to that again. to the Todd Glass Show. That, I wish I remembered who did that, because he did a great job. Because it, I was making fun of the news, how they just have to attach themselves. So if they can't be in front of a, the building that's burning, they go, it's a building just like this. All right. <laughs> it, it, and, then, and then he does this. Play that again. I'm standing out a building that had nothing to do with Whitney Houston. When news happens, <laughs> the Todd Glass news team will be somewhere around. If she had been staying in this hotel, we would have been dealing with it. Telling you <laughs> if something she about it. They randomly boring. Or maybe not. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. Hey. Everybody, it's Todd Glass. A sad day here in Washington, D.C. as President Trump... Walked around with his big, fat, mean face. Um, <laughs> I don't usually get political, but... Hey, Todd, love your show. This is John Cole from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Love your water ice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, Aristotle, you're in your house. Uh, did you buy any furniture? Uh, n- not yet. Oh, of course of I would come over and give you my advice. <laughs> I did think about it. No, listen, I'm too busy. What time? Tomorrow? Let's go right now. We'll record it. Let's go. Um, no, I, I, I love... So wait, there's got to be extra bedrooms if it's just two of you. What have, what have you... How have you, like, sliced it up? Uh, there is, yes. Uh, people all keep suggesting, like, why not get a third roommate? We're not there yet. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> Can I tell you, if you get a third roommate, what you should do? Take that money and get a housekeeper once a week. <laughs> Listen, I got a lot of other great ideas. You got three hours after the show? <laughs> no, I just like to pick your brain. Um, and uh, if anybody wants to send you anything, you know, some people listen to the show. Boy, I'd like to send them just some hand towels. You know, because this guy, they know him. It's like a family. It's like, house oh, it's Aristotle. It's adorable. Look at him. He's got his little house and his friend. They live there. It's great. What do you, where would they send something to you? And don't it's be modest. I don't. I mean, no, I, they should. I'm People are lazy. Get off your fat asses, the listeners, and send him merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're building it out slow. I mean, he wants to go quick, but I'm like, let's, let's take our time with this a little bit. Yeah. Like, let's get it right. Oh, yeah, exactly. because you're going to live there. Like, take your time and do it. Yeah. Good, right. Sometimes I wish those shows would do that. You know, we <laughs> painted the whole downstairs orange. <laughs> did, did you ever think of trying a sample? <laughs> you know, you got to get the right orange. It's true. Orange is a funny color. I can see when people thought they were going the Mexican orange, but they went the not Mexican orange. Is Mexican the right term? Mexican? Sure. For the colors? Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a yeah. better way to say it. Latino colors, I think, is what they prefer. <laughs> you know what? Thank you. <laughs> no, Mexican, yeah. Hispanic? What do you call it? What do you call like like the a South American kind of orange? Like a South of like the border, goes, yeah. Like a zesty orange. <laughs> Thank you very much, John. I appreciate you coming coming at me like that. <laughs> All right, so Aristotle, the last question: Are you both the same cl- cleanliness? I think so. We're we're gonna find out. I I told him this. I was I'm happy he's there. I was excited a little bit. But I was also bummed when he moved in because I was there on my own for like a week and a half. And oh, my God, 
Yeah. Was that a beautiful time? I will. Can I, can I, I ask you a question? That time would you say, and I'm going to tell you why, would you say that out of the two, you're most likely going to be the cleaner one or he'll be the cleaner one? I'll say probably me. Okay, so here's what I wanted to ask you. It's not that he's not clean. I'm just much, I'm very clean. Okay, so here's right. what I'm going to send him to right here. And Chris, it's Todd. And I wish you, look, I know nothing. But I would like to give you this advice, that if you want two people that are good people, if they both just keep it really clean, you can really have this happy life together. So stop being a pig <laughs> and leaving your shit in your bowl in the sink. Don't turn into that, Chris. Oh, it was one bowl. Now, why? Why even one? I mean, I'd, I'll admit that was me this morning. But that's I because knew the it. dishwasher was already, it was full and it was done, but I didn't put the dishes away which I was going to do when I got home, but I had to leave. So there is a bowl in the sink, and it's mine. I'm sorry. What's his name again? Chris Aldania. Chris Aldania. That's a great name. Chris Aldania. Chris Aldania. I'm Chris Aldania. Hello, this is Chris Aldania. How did you know we were talking about you? I listened to the show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coked up. (laughs) Uh, listen, Chris Eldonia. I guess that's really him. I swear to God. That's him. I like him. All right. So, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about your house? Like, what's the address? What's the address? Thank oh, yeah. you. No one thought to ask because people are rude these days. Yeah. Well, people would rather send each other an emoji. Yeah. Ugh. I think you should leave. That's fine. The house address is emojis now. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> winky face, <laughs> crying face, you know uh, green heart. That's the new tomorrow. Yeah, no, I live on uh, Pumpkin Face, Star Street. I tweeted a few oh years ago, Oh, my God, too. I live at Monkey with a Boner. <laughs> well, that's what it Wait, looked like to me. Wait, let me see your emoji. Like no, monkey? that's what it looked like to Is me. Everyone, monkey eggplant? Everyone else said it's just a monkey, but it looked like a boner to me. My mom goes, it's a tail. <laughs> like, I would have this conversation with my mom. <laughs> yes, John? No, I mean, oh, I... I was just wanting to point out that the pictures aren't emojis. Pictures in oh, they're not. No, I thought they were the little things. Well, I mean, yeah, but just a picture of a monkey with a yeah, yeah, I mean, oh, it's not. Yeah, (laughs) whatever it is, it's fun. (laughs) Anyway, I'm kidding. I'm not stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And that's our new T-shirts on the merch store. I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid. stupid. The Todd Glass Show. How about this? I am stupid. That's the smart one. And put an arrow next to the person next to you. Lift somebody else up. I might be stupid, but the person I'm with, they're pretty cool. So lighten up. I'm stupid, but I'm also self-aware. I'm stupid, but I'm also self-aware. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. And I'm self-aware. I'm so stupid. I don't want to sing about being stupid. That's not a positive song. All right, I'm done. I would say dare to be stupid. Dare to be stupid. Dare to be stupid. Wow. Band name? Do you guys want to start a new band right now? I would. Well, I don't know. Could I be the lead man? (laughs) Uh, I kind of wanted to be the lead man. Oh, okay. Well, listen. Because, you know, Andy Frasca was saying... No, I'm not saying you wouldn't not be a great I know, and I'm not saying you wouldn't be a good one either. I get it. it. It's two different. I'll I'll tell you what. You be the lead man. All right, I will. You be. No, no, because I 
how we get along now if we're going to start a band and we're you're serious really, about you're this. You're really open-minded. Sometimes mm. I think maybe you should be the lead man. But I think, I don't know. Okay, listen. I'll tell you why I think you should be the lead man. No, please. Because I'm already exhausted. <laughs> I mean, oh. I'm 36. And those I mean, if you're exhausted already, I'm I, there's no I have no shot. So you should probably just kind of take the lead on this. Do you think we're looking at the same type of show, like what you're picturing? I'm picturing like Donnie and Marie. Yeah, no, like Regis and <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> you know, it's fun when you can, I have no idea. Honest to George Carlin, what we're talking about. <laughs> and I did 20 seconds ago. I did 20 seconds ago, and I could probably remember it. It's my new thing for a million dollars. Could I remember, if you want to play some game show music, but to George Carlin, I'm going to try to remember. What was I talking to John about? And the more I talk, the further it gets out of my head. <laughs> Son of a fuck. I wouldn't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Dare to be stupid? Hey, watch your mouth. <laughs> I want to be relaxed this after show. I want it to be the most chill show, for lack of a better word, that we've ever... Just, man... It's not a huge thing we can talk about. I know the tour. There's a lot. No, I understand. Dive in, baby. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> we got really in sync on this tour. Well, <laughs> I'm going to be, I feel like I'm going to be overly positive and I'm going to remember to take pauses because, you know, so it's not all, because once you get started, it's hard to stop us. But I will say that it was, first of all, it was everything that we wanted it to do. Like, for me, my material went, I got it, like, figured out, and all that time that Aaron spent with me with my book, it helped me. Like, I swear to God, like, you, you might think I'm being overly zealous, but after the tour, if someone said I had a Netflix special six months from now, I'd be fine. Mm. Enough new things have opened up where I would have to work. Before this, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I sort of see it better now. All the new music worked really great. Like when, you know, uh, all, the, all the, uh, uh, the, the, the rapport between us. Like there were nights where things happened that were just like so much fun from just experiencing the same, you know, I should point out that it was, of course, John Bram Wagner and then Shannon was drums in Philly and went on to New Hope and went on to New York and then Steve George, who is a friend and also he did newer comedian in Philadelphia. He did every one. Yeah, that was cool. He, he did every one. He, he did Philadelphia, and then he went up to New Hope, and then he drove to New York, and then he goes, you know what? I'm coming to Pittsburgh. Gets in his car with his cool amp, add him to the band. Should we call him? <laughs> we should call him. We should call yeah, him. Yeah, let's call him. And then I want to go nice and slow because I tend to hurry this, and I go, I want to, you know, John. And then also we had Ross and and uh, Yes, Pittsburgh. and we had Ross, and then we'll go through it as it happened. But that, at least when you say that, you feel like as you talk, you don't have to remember something that should absolutely be, you know, like ro giving credit to Ross. Ross played the drums in Pittsburgh, but he had played for me like 30, 40 times before. So we might have been losing Shannon, but we were getting Ross, and Ross is great. Just a great energy. The backstage, oh, wait till I tell you about the backstage at the Comedy Arcade Theater and that whole place. Hey, hey Steve. <laughs> How are you doing? Nothing, man. Right. You're on the podcast, the Todd Glass Show. 
No, I'm not. Yes, you are. <laughs> we, oh my God. <laughs> we were just talking. Say, what does it mean? This means the world to me. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Would you like me to put <laughs> reverb in your voice? <laughs> sure, you can do that. Now listen, you, there's now, I want you to picture yeah, when you're, you're talking, there's, yeah, you hear it? Uh, guys, I gotta be honest with you. Yeah? I've been breathing fresh air all day long. Oh. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, it is true, yes. Well, we just had some fresh air too, and we were, we were actually saying really good things about you, that you, you know, went the whole tour, you, you went on to New Hope, and then you drove to New York, and then you're like, yeah, I'm fucking going to Pittsburgh, you drove to Pittsburgh? And every night came with the cool amp and the cool guitar and doing the bits and just fit into the band and made it look like it really, it really was uh, really appreciated. It was really great. It made it, it made it like great. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad. Listen to how fucking horrible I am. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Dude, I'm like. Uh, <laughs> remember you asked to yeah, borrow uh, you know you borrowed five hundred dollars from me you remember that right yeah uh, yeah, ooh. <laughs> yeah about that here's why i'm worried about you and i'm worried about hanging up because i know you you're gonna hang up yeah. and wonder if you did a good job and uh, yeah you being you means you did a good job well thank you that's the nicest uh nicest way anyone's ever told me <laughs> uh, no, but really, I had a great time. I'm awake now. I just snapped out of it. No, you don't have to snap uh, out of it. Snap into it. Yeah, but snap to a slim. Snap to a what? It. That's what I'm doing. I'm snapping into it. But I had a great time on the road with you guys. And uh, yeah, I uh, I can't wait to uh, listen back to this episode. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Steve George, everybody. Thanks, buddy. Follow him on Twitter. Thank you, guys. I love you. Love you, man. I'll be back to redeem myself. Oh, no, we'll be back. Oh, yeah, we'll make it a segment. See you, buddy. Wow. Later, my podcast dudes. (laughs) Steve George. So he was, he was just, he was great. But, but, but John. Yes, uh, sir. Go ahead. Give, uh, I'll let you, uh, um, talk for a little. We started in Philadelphia right off the bat. This is this is what the fourth time you've been back to Philadelphia with the band. So I feel like at this point they're like, we're not gonna like fuck around. We're gonna make it how Todd wants it immediately. And they did. Like as soon as we walked in the door, like it was like done. Like the, all the stuff that Todd normally talks about having to go into a club, Helium in Philadelphia. Like it was walked in before before the day we were supposed to walk in. Already swanky the. Uh, Frank Sinatra on the radio. The bar was like, like you know, like romantic, uh, purpley blue, d- like low lighting, um, and so we didn't have to do anything there. Had some. We started off again. Like we have this show, and we ha- we only did it once before over at uh, New Year's. Before that, it was kind of like sparse, and we really just wanted to do it a whole bunch in a row and see how tight we can get it. So yeah, it was. Uh, Philadelphia, we had great shows, like some of our best shows, but by the end of the tour, it truly was like, th- uh, th- our best shows were those, la- that, those 
uh, last couple of shows in um, Pittsburgh at the arcade. Yeah, County it Theater. really was. And and you know what? That's why it's good to hear someone else's perspective because you forget these little details. And I would have forgot it, but not because it didn't mean a lot to me. But me and John were walking down the ramp at the Helium imp- at the he- Helium Comedy Club and got to the bar area, and it was all gelled already. And John, I remember we turned. I'm like. Like, it melted my heart. Like, oh, these guys, and they have the music. They go, yeah, we know the way you like it. Yeah. And they go, look at the showroom. We have all these different bulbs, and they can change colors. And we set it up. They're always just so nice there. They really do go out of their way to be. It's just such a great energy. The way I like the bar, the music I have playing out there. And they're great about it. And they're fun to hang out with. Yeah, we went to that bar with them. Yeah, what, what, was, what was the name of that place? I forget. It was a few blocks down from... Yeah. Uh, then we went to New Hope, right? And then we went to New Hope, and very cool, very like small town. The hotel was like it looked like a small town hotel, but it was really nice. And then going to like a little like downtown area, yeah. It was, but it's all just like bars, just like a row of bars, and one of a, one of which is John and Peter's that we did a show at. Tiny room, like. 80 people was like the max or something mm-hmm. but not only like tiny but also like the ceilings where todd was like we all hit our head like constantly. all over the ceiling yeah todd had this bit about being like oh that's why they love the place they just constantly hit your head you're like oh i'm having a great time <laughs> <Dave."> <laughs> <laughs> uh, john and peter's this iconic music yeah. place where what's the little bit of the, it's been there for ween, 50 years the or band something? ween like that's where they started like that's their bar and then like uh dean ween will uh, come down and hang out and stuff still just oozing of charm you know it can't go wrong like if it's if it's run down a little bit that's just beautiful about it you mm-hmm. know and then you go de- the bar is teeny and then you, we got in two days early i'm really trying to paint the picture because uh i enjoyed it so much i want to that we had the perfect amount of time we never were rushing from one job to another. Mo- most of the time we had two days so when we were done in Philadelphia, we had two days before we had to be in New Hope. And we went in there a day early. So we went in a day early. We got to New Hope, got to the hotel. We went over to the club just to hang out. There was like a lot of really talented musicians, probably some studio musicians and some people I probably didn't even know like who they were, but probably, you know, you know what I mean? Like it seemed some pretty talented musicians and they were playing and hung out, ate some tater tots, and said, this is the room we're going to be in, and I like seeing it. And then we got in there, and I personally think something you might not have even uh, meant anything. You know, I don't know if it registered with you or not, but what I liked about that place, and I sort of knew it, that sound system was, like, absurdly good with a real, real good tech. Like, he knew that. Oh, my God. So it was, like... It's it was this teeny little room with little with little booths everywhere, like a lot of side booths, and then ones raised and just squished around this gigantic stage. I put a few chairs on the stage just to connect the audience. That's how big the stage is. But this sound system, like John, sounded fucking clean as fuck. And then you know Shannon's playing drums along with it. And he's mm. done eight shows, and Steve by that time is coming in with the guitar, and it was clean. And it was packed, and it was like this really big show in this ridiculously little room. And we did two shows, and it was crowded both shows. And that was a lot of fun. That was amazing. Again, everybody was great. Um, mm-hmm. The guy who brought you in, uh, he was great. Mike. Mike, yep. 
Yeah, and the, and and the you, I don't. You you're afraid to is it Mike Dialto. Mike Dialto. Yeah, everything I wanted, and the, and I hate it because I forget his name. But he di- he opened up. He did great. Right. He was awesome. Oh, then but. The, and then, the, the tech guys that were helping us out, they were the owners. Like, the people I know. that were helping us set out owned the fucking place. I was, like, crazy. I didn't know that. So when we were setting up, there's one guy, he's the tech guy, and the other guy I saw him bartending the night before. And the owner, the owners are still alive. And their one is, like, 80-something, the other one is 93. And, and I, if I remember correctly, they still come in. And they chose who they wanted to sell it to. You know, there was other people that asked for it, and they made a choice who they wanted to sell it to, which, of course, uh, is under... You, I would want to do the same thing. The, the legacy of your bar has an energy that you trust, you know. They have to have the money, but, you know. So, um, but the two new guys, I just thought, I, I just thought, you know, I didn't know. I thought the one was the bartender, one was the tech guy. And then they're like, yeah, they, they're the owners. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no wonder they knew what the fuck they were doing. It's crazy. <laughs> and it was just nice that owners weren't scared to, like, get their hands dirty and just, <laughs> and they were, like, just so appreciative of the show, too. That was the they other really thing. They really were. We... We had really great shows, so the they, it sound it felt like none of them, nobody really cared about setting it up. It like it, it made sense. It was like okay, that's it's like we needed to set it up as much as we did because they really do like have such a big show, and we fucking we 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 were doing really good. Yeah, and uh, and um, and it was all like when we got to New York, like it was everything I wanted it to be. I just go just have enough people. Let me draw enough people. To have a nice size in a room is exactly what happened. And the, I had five people. Robbie Goodwin sat in in the band and uh, my friend Steve uh, Rosenthal. So we had five people in the band. And it looked so good. They were just uh, went out there. And you know what I noticed in the theaters that was a little different in even a black box theater was John, when he opens up and he plays a song, sometimes I'll interrupt the song. I say, just play until I'm like, hey. But, but by the time we got to the arcade theater, I'm like, I let them just play the song out every night because they were enjoying it, you know. And um, so that was, uh, hold on, I know what I'm going somewhere. Do you remember? New York. Um. Oh, so New York went really well, and the band was so, I mean, there was times where I was, I mean, look, I always say this, like, you know, I have a lot of moments of insecurity. If you have moments of security, does that why, why does it still make you self-conscious? You know, to be positive about your own act, per se. You know, you know, you you're, maybe maybe you think it smells like boy, I'm good looking. So, <laughs> ugh, but I I don't know what 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 the fuck. Uh, but there was times it was so tight that I was impressed. I was like, wow, like we just I'd be saying that thing. You know, when I say something and everybody repeats it. But so fucking tight where it was like, oh, I knew the crowd had to be like, what the fuck is going on? You know, it was that tight. So that was a lot of fun. And then we ended up in uh, New Hope. We were after Brooklyn was the the Murmur Theater. And then in, 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 in Pittsburgh, we were at a place called the Comedy Arcade Theater. And uh, I wanted to, I mean, New York was a lot of fun. We stayed a couple extra days. That's right. You, uh, you did a couple drop-in sets. I totally forget about that. Uh, I ate a bunch of pizza. <laughs> good pizza. It is. It is good pizza. Uh, we we went first. We went to where the comedy cellar. We yeah. We went to the comedy cellar first. I I went the day before. I saw Todd Berry perform. That was cool. Oh yeah. Uh, who was there? 
at the uh, Colin Quinn. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, we well, uh, first I went to the Comedy Cellar. I didn't really know. Uh, I didn't know anybody there, right? That's when we. Yeah, yeah, except yeah. for yeah, Colin. Oh, except Colin. That's right. So, so I, so I didn't really see anybody I knew, and uh, Colin Quinn was sitting over there, and I went over, and he's just, he's so, just enjoyable. Man, he's doing cool. the high for him. <laughs> you know, and uh, and he goes, you remember Todd? He goes, oh, I said, oh, you know, say hi to my friends. So he was, of course, super friendly. Oh, like, he was uh, um, so friendly. He engages himself. He comes full throttle in Firm to handshake. say, yeah, just comes in, connects, like, very close, not, like, Constantly distant. doing bits. Yes. He, he was doing bits longer than we would, like... <laughs> He was walking away. He was walking away, still doing a bit, and we didn't realize it. He yeah. was turning around, still staring back. He was in the middle of the street, just staring at us. And, and he was like, okay, I guess I'll go home. I guess John pointed that out. I, go, I think he's still doing a bit, and I didn't know, like, what, the, oh, yeah, well. <laughs> and, but the other, the other thing um, that, um, uh, as far as doing bits, uh, um, Colin, hold on. <laughs> I don't even care. I'm yeah. not in a hurry. Don't anyone be in a hurry. I'm going to think of this. Just wait it out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. Biting, biting his knuckle? Oh, it's so stupid. It's not even worth it, but I did. But so he goes, he goes, oh, yeah, Todd was great back in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. He used to come out with the microphone, and he'd always act like, oh, oh it's falling all over the place. <laughs> and I go, I never did that. <laughs> I thought he was being serious. <laughs> like, the absurdity of that's complimenting me. He goes, oh, he used to come out with the microphone and go, oh, it's fell. Oh, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> that's what I did. I thought, did I do that? Maybe being silly? And I thought maybe he was being serious at first. <laughs> <laughs> then we went to the Village Underground, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you did a drop in there. It was fun. Yeah, that room was nice. Yeah. That room was fucking amazing to me. To have that room with, a, like, to me, that would be pure joy if you could, and not easy in New York, by the way. That's an 85-seat room. But to walk into a room like that with a group of people that are all there to see you, like, they're your, you know, that would be a magical place to see a show. I thought it was really nice. Not too bright. The stage was cool. A lot of, a lot of just, a lot of charm. I really liked that room. But you know, cool fun. city, man. It was fun. New York, New York. It's a hell of a town. Eleven. And then we took a train. And then we took a train. Which and train? then we took a train. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Oh my Express. god. Oh, 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 a train train. I think, well, I mean, it's a We get a trader coming. <laughs> we, after we were done in New York, hung out with Jake Adams, and which, by the way, was a lot of fun, and, uh, and, and, and Robbie Mitchell Goodwin, and, and, uh, and, um, um, to be Ian Davis, he and, uh, oh. talked to Bill Busher on the phone, just in case he listens to the podcast. <laughs> um, so, um, after, were you saying something? Oh, I just said uh, Rachel, our friend Rachel also. Oh, Rachel, that's yeah. right. Uh, jelly Bean Rachel. Yeah, uh, Sk Skittles. Skittle yeah, Rachel. Yeah, same difference. And we, uh, we went and got a piece. She's nice. She's a good energy. Yeah. Does, she, does she listen to the show? No, yeah, definitely. Right. Okay, well, that's, that's a nice she... thing for her to hear. You're easy to be around. You're what, you know, just easy to be around, you know. So you're, you're, you're doing a good job with yourself. <laughs> 
A Gucci, Gucci goo. A Gucci, Gucci goo. Look at you, Rachel. Are you, you boy, you boo boo, you boy, you boo boo boo. Me boo be boo 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 boo. Don't tell me that doesn't feel good, you fuck. Come over here. Come over here, Rachel. Gucci, 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 Gucci. What if she calls the police? No, they play this in court. I'm going to jail. My ride's here. My ride's here. Go ahead. Uh, Then we took a train out of Penn Station. That was crazy. Like all these Mm -hmm. historic places. It was really cool. We got to the train station. I was, you know, like I said, because I'm with John, I'm not, I'm not nervous, you know, because I know he'll find like he'll. So so it changes a lot. There's, there's, for some reason, I don't, maybe it's because I don't take trains that often. It really scares me to be at that. We went, we went really early. I stayed with the stuff, and then he went and got some stuff and switched it. And then I went over to this one guy because I thought, you know what? Do you think it's worth whatever it is to just make this easier? I got a bell cap. And the guy was super nice. And he's like, what train are you on? Because it was like 40 minutes. He goes, oh, that train's there already. You want me to take you down? I was like, wait, it's like there already? He goes, yeah, yeah, you're locked out. It's just there. I'm like, yeah, we went over. John goes, oh, I wanted to get a bagel with cream cheese. <laughs> he, he goes, go. <laughs> like this guy. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? He's so nice. He goes, go. He goes, I'm fine. So at that point when you have to put the original tip back in and then pull out a nicer one, because he deserved it. This guy calmed me so much that I gave him $15, which I thought was not absurd. It's not like it's 100 but 15 at least. I didn't want to give the guy 5 I thought... Give him, give him $15, you know? And uh, so, but he was so nice, you know? And then he got us on. He goes, hey, which one do you want with you? You know, and he put, put our other bag in between the seats. We were, we were in uh, business class. There was not a lot of people in there. We both had our own row. The seats really reclined. It was clean. We were right next to the food car. And uh, I, just, peop- I just stared out the window. For nine hours went by quick. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> I slept at most of it. Yeah. I went to the food cart three times. <laughs> Boy, I convinced myself that peanuts was uh, celery. <laughs> you know, in that area. Oh, it's peanuts. But, uh... I mean, we have to throw all the love we can at Arcade Theater to end the story. Because they're fucking amazing. The whole Pittsburgh was amazing. You're so right. That's like That's why it's like this is now... The, the, it couldn't, you know, it's a lot to follow, So, but it just ended up really great. Pittsburgh, the arcade theater, changed even how I would want to open a comedy club. I would want to, fr- uh, if I was going to key a phrase of m- the branding that I wanted to do for my comedy club, it would be Black Box Comedy Club. And I, here's what I think happened. So we get there the night early. We go to we he, he, the, uh, the one of the they're not owners they're they're like managers no they're because it's a nonprofit organization the uh, oh the sh- like the show. the shareholders the sh- and there's like yeah there's yeah. like four or five of them and uh, board members yeah I yeah, guess yeah, so you yeah. know and it's a theater there's there's a room downstairs that holds a hundred and the room upstairs holds about uh, seventy five or eighty and uh, it's really cool when you walk in the building is cool the you know, we made some lighting changes, and they let us do whatever we wanted. We got it real dark upstairs, and they were like, yeah, whatever you want. We were there until 1230 the night before we performed. First, we went and ate really, really good Thai food. So good. Thai food is good when it's bad, so when it's good, it's like, shut the fuck up. 
And then we went into the just look at the place. We didn't do anything. We just ate Thai food and looked at the place. The next night we went in and did our stuff till about one in the morning. And here's what I wanted to say. I've, I've never been in a black box theater that is so new and pristine. So I finally got it. And what I mean is this was a four black walls, but they were like perfectly black. Every chair in the room was black. There was hardwood floors. Before you came into the room, there was a lounge, and that was really dark with some old video games and candles and all these tables where people could stand or sit at these tables and real, you know, uh, and then they came into the showroom, and that was like just black walls. Perfect. Not a nick on a wall. And the only thing that was on the stage was a big uh, arcade theater sign. It looked so clean. So I then got what a black box theater meant. So... Whatever we put on that stage looked like an art installment to me. That's how I looked at it. Like the, 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 the signs, the music stands, and then the colored lights on them, and then, and then the, the old amp that Steve brings, and then the drums, and then the music stands, and the placards. And then when the band comes on, and their black suits and their bow ties. So it just looks like this art installment. You see it for exactly what it is. And I really, it looked great there. I was really proud to do it. And then the backstage... If this place just happened to be like absurdly nice sofa and a dining room table and a refrigerator and just a great energy so we got in there every night at five like and we just the backstage felt like so nice we had a candle on the big on the dining room table and everything else pretty low lit and it was at its own brand new very clean bathroom like you were proud to perform there it felt good I would recommend any of my comedian friends that have that type of drawing power, you know what I mean? Like, th what I mean is they can go in and, and that's where they're at in their career, because that's, that's where I am. Uh, if, if that's where you're at, where you go, you go and you can work a room that's 100 and do six shows, maybe, you know, and make it worth to go to that city, and that's, go there and do it. Because yeah. it's a great experience. The hotel right across the street, the... Uh, uh, Drury. Drury Hotels. It was like an old Federal Reserve building that they turned into a hotel. It's it's fucking nuts. And they were so nice. I'm like Jason Clark was the guy who helped us out. He he's the guy. He's the man. Mike J uh, Jason is who we dealt with. Yeah. Uh, and you're always afraid you're going to forget somebody right now. But I know Mike and Aaron and Jenny and Bob and and, and Aaron and Kyle and. and Oh, Aristotle. Oh, that's Ty. right. And, and then Sean. John. And Monkeys. That's uh, Annie. Yeah, crazy, yeah. man. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I got them all. We got them all. About her. We got them all. Anyway, you know what? I don't want that bit to be disrespectful to anybody that we, we might have forgot. I know we probably did. But the, 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 the place was great. There was Everybody was Sean so warm and, and so... Uh, again, the backstage, I can't overstate it how much if you're a performer and that's what you're going back in between shows it makes that part of it just as fun as the show it was like we went from one great space backstage to the great space of the showroom and then from the showroom back to the great space of the backstage and uh it was a lot of fun and the show got tight there there were nights on stage where you know i was having so much fucking fun you know and uh john you know he set up i mean a lot of times when you say, oh, we're going to set up cameras, you know, a lot of times I, mean, I won't follow through with it. You go, oh, we did it. Every fucking place, he set up the cameras. I recorded everything. Not sure what mm -hmm. we're going to do with it yet, but do something with it. Yeah. And it's the closest 
that I think that would come to uh, really ca capturing what, what, what I think I'm at my best. Yeah. I, I know so. I'm trying to say that in a very honest don't be don't because I'll tell you why because you go well what is it when you know you're shooting you just put your you're yourself aware but when someone's setting up the cameras every night and it's not a big deal it's not like anyone's going oh move there could you stay and it's like boom boom it's not a part of anything you're just to do it you don't have to lift a fucking finger it just be you still performing like there's no cameras I'm not thinking when I'm up there oh okay I'm glad you know unless something good goes down and I I have thought well, I'm glad that we're shooting this because yeah. that probably will never happen again. <laughs> you know, just some. But uh, so I think it really represents me when I'm uh, at my best. Yeah. And uh, and <laughs> and it's the six hours of it are me sitting on the train staring out the window. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what what I want, what we should do with it. I almost feel like we should release all all the shows like audio form because people can see how. Each, each show can be different. It's how different it can really be. You know, I, I, I think you're, you're absolutely right, even on the broader sense of, I should discuss that, because you're right. You don't think of it yourself, but, like, why not? Um, I, I uh, you know, to the whole process. So we should definitely, t I should definitely put thought into that. Then, because, yeah. yeah, you got every single show, if, even if just the audio and, uh, <laughs> yeah, the you know, having the band... It's like not only do you have them musically, but like I would imagine like any musician, if you have a band and they're tight on you, that's fun. That's you know the whole, and you have that musically, but then you also have it comedically, and you know what I think like that that there was the one thing that made me maybe be able to explain to anybody if I was trying to get someone to like you know two new people were in you know Florida or whatever you know, mm -hmm. and I think you guys just fucking had my back. It's like somebody said to those guys, whatever he fucking does, we're just there. Yeah. If I said, I would forget, like, I would go, whether I'm writing, boom, you guys were singing it. Or whether I was doing, you know, every bit, it was just like, it was uh, like, whatever I did, they just went along with it. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun. I know I'm a little high right now, and, I, and uh, so I might, it's not that I think, oh, I'm high, I don't know what I'm talking about. I think I'm high, I might have said it once, and I don't need to keep repeating it. Pittsburgh is a special place. The Arcade Theater is a special place. And uh, I'd love to go back there and do it again. All right. Should we figure out what's going on with Eric? Hell yeah. Of course. Yeah. Eric, come over here. Yes, climb over those drums. Oh, Eric. Oh, no. Oh, no. Eric, hold on. Hold on. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. No, no. He's good. Hold on. No, no. He's good. He's so graphic. He's good. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. No, no. Just sit up. Sit up. Sit up. Sit up. Sit up. No, no. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. Okay, shit. No, no. No, lift your leg. Lift your leg. Lift your leg. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. No, no, no. Okay. No, he just fell. That's all he did. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. No, okay. No, he got his leg caught. He got his leg caught. He got his leg caught. Okay, Natalie looks like he's playing the drums, to be honest. Okay, hold on. Okay, there you go. Lift your leg out of there. Okay, come here. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Are you okay, man? You tripped on your... I saw you. When I saw you, your ankle got behind that drum. I go, oh, I know he's going to fall, but it was too late to do anything, but I'm sorry. Wait, what happened? You're, you, nothing. Oh, okay. I tricked you. Pure olive oil. It's good for you. So, Eric... Yes. How are you? I'm good. 
I'm good. I'm tired. I, I just fell on a drum set, but I'm good. I bet. I bet. Here's what I want to do. This shows how professional I am. A lot of shows, we, we, I take two minutes. Take some deep breaths. <sighs> well, not into the mic. <laughs> wow. Look how the signs have progressed. The Todd Glass band signs. Like that one. That was ugh, the first one. It's ugly. <laughs> and we don't even have the newest ones in here. I know. <laughs> is that you wheezing? <laughs> is that you? Yeah. I was trying to let you catch your breath for real. I'm not even doing a bit because you do. I make you do that drum bit. I kept saying elongate it. You know, I was like stretching with my hands. And then you come over. How you doing? You're like, God, I bought, we moved into a new house. Yeah. That, that was a year ago. Yeah. And, and uh, how's, do um, you have dogs? I have a dog. How's the dog? Dog's good. What type of dog is it? It's a Shih Tzu Maltese mix. What does it weigh? Like 16 pounds. What? Yeah. That's a big dog. She's big. If you put her in the blender, would that <laughs> be fun or not? Would that be bad? No. It, uh, <laughs> it'd be a lot. Is that bad? Should I cut that out? Yeah, that's mean. Well, it's, almost, that. it's, it's like you retire with uh, Jimmy Pardo, where it's just, uh, just all timing, just all rhythm. Right, right, like right. right. Uh. You, but just the image. I don't, you know what, folks? Do what you want with it. I'm leaving it in. I'm edgy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm edgy. You used to call me Edgy Eddie. <laughs> Is there anything new in your life that you want to share with us? Yeah, I got, I got a couple of things. Okay. Uh, my wife and I are having a baby. Oh. Yes. Yeah. 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 Ye
to have a baby named after me. Well, wait, wait, Tom, this hold is, uh, Wait, don't, don't get. Tell me no. it's not true. Oh, I just been, I'm so fucking tired of it. <laughs> hey, you know what? I wish I was dead. <laughs> I wish I was dead. Am I, am I partying it right? What did his grandfather say? I wish I could die. I wish I could <laughs> die. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'm glad you corrected me because that's a lot funnier. I wish I could die. I wish I could die, right? Yeah. I wish, yeah, I, could die. I, wish I could die. Yeah. Just I want to die. If I could die, I would die. Because I don't. I guess I can't get a dollar out of my wallet. I know that feeling. I wish I could die. All right. So. So yeah, we're having um, a girl. And you're having a girl. And uh, I'm asking this for a reason. Uh, do do both? Do which families live in town? Like near you? Uh, my sister lives in town, but Your both of both of our families are on the East Coast. Oh, okay, yeah, just sometimes helping, like you know, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. and uh, can you mind if I ask you a personal? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, yeah, no. Do you I mean, mind you if I'm? The, it, it's a girl. You should it's ask. It's a girl. Yeah. I know it's a girl. Oh, right. the name. You didn't say the name yet. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> oh, you don't want to tell anybody? Not, not yet. Oh, good. I respect. Listen. Yeah. Well, Todd, you should. Should I ask a personal question? I should yeah, ask. Well, I mean, Todd might be a little. He can't. He he's a little squeamish about this. But so he asked me to ask you, uh, do you fuck that shit? <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> you know what? I got nervous that you would be nervous about that, but I would normally get up and dance around the room. That's right. Where's my music? That's coming up. So we're having a girl. Nice. Listen, is everything, do you need any advice? You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you how do you raise a girl, Todd? How do you raise a well? You you uh, you make her feel special, and you make her feel loved, and then she'll make a lot of right choices. That's good. Well, of course it is. And if they do anything wrong, you don't hit them. You squirt them with a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, that's what my doctor told me. Squirt them with a water bottle. <laughs> you can go. You I if I was a prison guard, I would just squirt people in the face with water. I go, hey, Tony, <laughs> leave that guy alone. <laughs> I think people would respect it. They go, you know what? And you know what? I might use hot water <laughs> if they're being real bad. It's hot water. Don't fuck with me today, Joey. <laughs> Not, yeah, leave his mashed potatoes alone. Squirt it with water. <laughs> now you, there you go. People don't want to be squirted in the water. No, anyway. But that's what they say you do with. Okay, so don't squirt your baby with water. I obviously. won't. Um, how do you ever talk about how many kids you would want to have? Like, uh, like you know, like sometimes. And and can I can I guess the number? Sure. If money wasn't an object, like you have that conversation, eh, money because it, it, you weigh it in there. You know, you got to be careful. But if money wasn't an object, three. No. Seven. No. Nineteen. <laughs> oh, you're a weirdo yeah, with you... thirty kids. <laughs> Get him out of here. You're on the Steve <laughs> Funkin show. <laughs> um. So how many? Two. Oh, two. Okay. Yeah. Maybe one. Maybe two. Hey, let me tell you something. If I had to shit one baby <laughs> out, <laughs> no, I I do uh, only because as you get older, you have friends like my friend Andrea that was shared, you know, her personal story of having a baby, and you now you know, like you know what I mean, like it's like you just don't. And I was like, oh my god. I know it might be me after one to go, that's it. I get it. I get it. It's scary. 
Yeah. Big monsters inside of you. Yeah. People are crazy, <laughs> and there's other living things inside of them. <laughs> living in there, and it shoots out your vagina. I look. I know this is not a new premise. I get. I get it. That bit's been made, but I'm talking for for, for real, not as a bit. Is everything okay? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. How are you? I'd like to be in the. Uh, I'd like to. You want to be the Godfather? <laughs> uh, I'd make a good. You know, I think I'd make a good. Uh, I don't think we do Godfathers in Judaism. Do you know? Well, I wrote a little song for you. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, but uh, I don't want the responsibility. That's okay. I'll <laughs> take it. Can you, baby, can you get you babysit? Money? Could I babysit? I'll give you money if you babysit. <laughs> Well, I would do it for free. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> be high and sound cheap. Oh, okay. I, I thought about what you said, and uh, the answer and is... you don't want the money. No, I don't want the money, but the real answer is, could I babysit? How old did, would the kid would be? Let's make pretend. Well, on July 6th, the, ba <laughs> the baby will be... <laughs> Two days old. <laughs> and me and my wife yeah. want to go at the Carl's Jr. has a uh, six whoppers for... Buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free know. at the Arby's in Pensacola. Yeah. And, uh, it's adults only. Oh, adults yeah. only. Children under two get it for uh, free. Two, two and you can't bring your baby. Yeah. No, I would be too nervous. I, I, I think most people would be. To, for a new baby, no way. No way. I would never watch a kid, even if he was... 10. We already started looking at daycares yesterday. Seriously? Yeah, because you have to get in that early to get on the, the list. What, you, what does your wife do? My wife works in sales. Boring! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> wait, Boo! wait, hold on. But what? Hold on, we used to own a gym. Hey! hey! But we, we sold it. Oh! oh. But she has a job again. Oh! But now we're having a baby. Yay! <laughs> now I go yay with baby. Yeah. There's certain energies you don't cross the lines, you sick fuck. Get him out of here. You're on the Tony Premira show. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Tony Premira. Tony, you got to tell him the way it is, man. I sausage on Thursday. It's the Tony Premira show. Give us a call. On the Todd Glass show. 85 of the valley, 96 of the high desert. W14 of the tropic chapter coming on the tip tie on the five below. Everybody up on the top downtown can be coming up and pump get a little take it up the top, a little table, and take it up on top. Get traffic and weather on the threes, fours, sevens, eights, and nines on the Todd Glass Show. We're back with an after show, and we're having a great time here. You know, and uh, I just want to sometimes I know how to let a show breathe. But we Enough. Enough. Shh. Stop singing. <laughs> Let me put the lights back up. And I want to have a casual show now. For a while it was hyper because I felt I wanted to give everybody credit. John, do you have any loose ends you want to loosen up and tighten up? <laughs> yeah. Tighten up? Not loosen up. Mm. <laughs> I, I would, mm. Nobody would want to do that. Mm. Is there a part we like? Mm. I thought of one. 
Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Okay, I thought of one, but really think of one because I if it was too special to me. Not that I couldn't talk about it next week, but oh the wait, Gino's uh, was, uh, I was, I was, yeah, it beat me to it. Okay, I'll think of another one. Yeah, Gino's was uh, it was really you know, and I I've been going to Gino's my whole life. It's like Gino's and Pat's down in South Philadelphia, and you know you always see in Gino's they have a place where there's like a booth, like where you can sit, you know. And inside, and when it's freezing cold outside, it's sort of nice. But like, I didn't realize till we went. Like, the club arranged it, and uh, you know, I don't even know if the guy knew I was a comedian, you know. So, but he arranged it. We went in. We went in the side door. We took the booth. We, they were so friendly. Like, I'm afraid if they'd be like, ugh, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have. But they were just so friendly, and we did one of our thank you, Gino. Like, we all did it together, and they <laughs> they, they did it so fucking good mm. and they videotaped it and sent it to him because he wasn't there and the staff just really seemed to be embracing and and, in, and enjoying our appreciation because we were definitely appreciating it and uh i had everyone else had one i got two <laughs> and loved every second of it i could have had another half i'm not a pig and uh we had french fries and cold soda sitting in the back and we went over to the window where people were cold and we laughed at them <laughs> and pointed at them and really made a mockery of ourselves. So went that was really, that was, that was a really, we went to Wawa so much. That's good. I can't get enough of Wawa. Um, now Gino, Gino, Philly was really good. Uh, it was the bread and the yeah. perfect amount of meat. Like I say, I just want a good amount of meat, just enough to make it a nice sandwich. I don't want. I want to eat it easy. Bread, meat, bread, meat, bread, meat. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm a. I mean, I should point out how fun it was to stay at your brother and sister's oh ma's house. That was fun. Okay, we never really talked about it, but like, oh wait, did I? Yeah, I, I have it. That brush. Uh, but uh, my sister-in-law is, is <laughs> she, she? I. She was like, she wants me to do an infomercial for this new brush, which I'm gonna do, you know. And I love her. She made dinner for us two nights. Oh god, so good. And it, it, you know, put a lot of love into it. And and uh, my niece picked us up from Center City, Philadelphia, and drove us to my brother's house. And then from New Hope, from their house to New Hope, we Ubered it. But, uh, and we stayed at my brother's house, and John had a... <laughs> oh, it was fun seeing, like... I mean, yeah, you never... There's nothing more revealing to so about somebody than, like, hearing hearing their family, like, uncensored and stuff. It was good. It was good stuff. I know. And then, you, and then I get embarrassed like a kid bringing somebody home <laughs> yeah. from school. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Oy. But um, but your your brother's an awesome guy. He's a teacher. He yeah. he works really hard to like do a musical every year, like on his own dime and everything, or t on time or something. That's really commendable and awesome. Sister in law's a hoot and a holler. A lot and, of fun. And she, you know, she she look. She loves my brother. She makes him be as healthy as he possibly can be, which goes a long way. And uh, and um. She's now just trying to, like, she has a house in the suburbs. It's paid for. It's been paid for for a long time. But what they want to do, it's not like I'm telling too much about them. I'm just telling it peripherally, uh, is sell that house but have enough money to then get, to get a house in the city. Not a house, a, an apartment, you know, an apartment in the city. And she thinks that would be a better way to, to grow older 
And she's right, because walking, yeah. walking in the city. She wants to live in the city. She wants to be able to walk to the store, walk to the... So that's what she's trying to do right now. And she's had a lot of success with these uh, uh, old city brushes. Yeah. They're beautiful brushes. <laughs> and uh, and she's had a lot of success. She, she But you see her set it up. Like, she's in the garage. She has the... You know, setting up, make checks every single one. I'm like, oh, she goes, I have a hundred percent approval rating. I can't. So she opens every one and she oils it and she puts the rope around the end of it, puts it in the bag, and then um, just enough all to save money to be able to do that basically. But um, it was fun staying there. It was a lot of fun. Felt comfortable. Uh, because they're not home. I think that like what makes it really nice is. It is true. The hardest part for me is when you wake up. It's sometimes just good to be like no one's there. And then when you want to hang out with them at night, they come home at 3. We wake up, they're gone. They get home around 4 o'clock. And that, you want company. You want to talk and get caught up. And we had dinner together and lit a candle in the living room and smoked a little bit. It was really enjoyable. John hooked up with my... Uh, with uh, with my sister-in-law, nice. my brother knows. They have a loosey nice. goosey. <laughs> now they have a loosey goosey relationship. The way my brother puts it, he goes, you know, we're loosey goosey. Because I saw John, you know, I, I, you know, they were, you know, going at each other, and I said, Spencer, he goes, no, 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 we have a loosey goosey relationship. <laughs> Very loosey goosey. <laughs> Here's what I'd like to do, but I mean, quick. How long have we been going? Oh, an hour. Hour. The seven. after show? Yep. About to be hour eight. Well, we can go in for the close. I would suggest we do. How's Tim? Sorry, we don't have time. I just. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. No, I just saw him today for lunch. You did? Yeah, with his wife, Mandy. Oh, Mandy. Mandy, you know Mandy and me and her. Mandy Patinkus. Mandy Patinkus. That's the Mandy you're talking about. Yeah. Is that her last name? No. Oh no, I didn't think so. No. What's her last name? Uh, Lois. Well, I didn't know she took his name. Hey, asshole. Hey. It's 2019 and 20. It's the like way I, a guy fucks up the year, but he tries to. It's 2019 plus one. Stupid. I think I think it's Mandy Dixon. But Lewis. how do I know she took his name? I don't know why don't. that was so. Then why you was don't. all well, the anger? I mean, why is there attitude? You want to re-listen to that? I would. Yeah. Can I you play it back? I record this show. Do I you know. Do? I don't, yes. You record this show. Of course I do. Right now. And I want you to hear it back, and you're going to hear it. You're going to be embarrassed of your aggression. You came lunging at me. You're I right. Mean, with all your fangs I'm out. sorry. <laughs> I'm having a daughter. How's Mandy? <laughs> She's good. How are you? Not so good. <laughs> I just found out I might only have 40 years to live. <laughs> so, of course, I want to quit my job and just live my dream, <laughs> which is... Take getting my old job back, comedy, and doing it. <laughs> Wait a second. I think I just figured things out. It's knowing that the door is always open and you sing the words to different songs. I'm sure. What song is this? It's uh, walking through the crowd music. It's walking through the crowd music. Can you imagine me in your city? If you want to know a reason to come out and see me live, picture me walking around your comedy club or a local theater like this. Just walking around the crowd. I'm shaking hands with everybody overzealously. I'm shaking hands. They're blowing smoke all over the room. 
The band is playing well, I do. Too many fanfares. Okay, am I am I having a nervous breakdown? Call 911. All right, I have to be responsible for my show. It's not like I can go, oh, I'm having so much fun. I'm not nervous anymore. I mean, this is the new show. It's just me, Aristotle. You have, you know, we talk. We go around the room. It's not. This is the new. It's the new. It's the new style. Any, anything new going on at Styburn's Audio? Uh, some stuff. We'll see. Nice. Mm, interesting. We yeah, try to make a bigger deal about it. Oh, oh, interesting. interesting. Mm, nice. Sounds oh. exciting. Sounds, uh, very new. It's new. Yes. Wow. wow. Cool. Go okay. around the room, though. Whatever everyone says, we try to make it. We, we were told in a meeting, you guys should be more invested in each other. So whatever we do, it's like very phony. But anyway, so yesterday I went to McDonald's. I had a like a hamburger. Fancy. Oh, wow. Oh. Hamburger. Yeah. That's yeah. really helps. Yeah. Yeah. You got the work some. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, you got your onions. Oh, my gosh. You got your sure. mustard. Oh, oh, ketchup. What'd you do? That's interesting. 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 Interesting and insightful. I get that too. That's humorous. I wish. I wish. Must be nice. Must be nice. Must be nice. What? What did he say? Must be nice is like the equivalent to when Neil Hamburger goes, that's my (laughs) life. What's that? that? That's not your life. (laughs) Must be nice. Must be nice. You know what? It must be nice because you sound like a guy with a yacht. (laughs) 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 Star burns audio. (laughs) Okay, everybody. I feel heard and hungry. Now, I heard I'm hungry. I heard I'm hungry. Why would I hear I'm hungry? Because I'm hungry. I didn't have to hear it. I felt it. Operator, you're listening to the Todd Glass Show with the antics and the crazy silliness. You're going to love what it does for your sexual area. Yes, I'm a revolutionary. I keep all things just, what am I trying to say? It'll make whatever makes you feel good feel better. (laughs) Did you ever laugh yourself into a boner? I'm serious. Anybody here to George Carlin? Nope, I did. And so did, can I, can I, why, how do you take a beautiful story and, and reduce it down to a sound effect when my story's about a <laughs> laughing and getting a boner? <laughs> I love it. I said to George Carlin. <laughs> that first two explained it. Here was me. Okay. I'm laughing. I said to George Carlin, I'm laughing. I don't know if to- and then, then that happens. Now, I don't come, because I'm, you know, that would scare me. <laughs> but I open my zipper, I get a boner, and then I do that. That's the truth. No, first I open my zipper when I'm laying. Then I, I get a boner, and then that happens. And then I wipe it. Okay, that part was all silly, but the other part, I stand my ground. I did not misuse the word to George Carlin. 
I've, I've had that happen. It's just when you're laughing so hard and it feels so good. Wait, I think there's a part of the story that I should tell. <laughs> yeah, I think it's if you're the other person, like your business associate is laughing just as hard at the same thing. So there's, there's another level going on. Okay, maybe I should talk about this with the police. Does anybody want to have a closing word? We're, we're done. We're saying goodbye. And I love the way we're saying goodbye. Aristotle, anything? You want to give a shout-out to anybody? Your friend Larry Ferrari you're moving in with? <laughs> Aren't you moving in with a guy named Larry Ferrari? Of course. I heard you're moving in with Larry Ferrari. Uh, what's your roommate's name again? Chris Alban. Chris Alban. Yeah. Yeah. Say it again. I, I have a hard time. Nah, he doesn't deserve that much of a plug. He doesn't need it. Fuck no, him. yeah, he already he got what he got. Why are you Lucky mad at him? him? Why are you mad at him? Because he's taking a room in my house. Okay, good. he's exactly. paying for it, but I, I mean, you I, were right. I just You're give me honest. the money. Just Don't take up the space. Just give me the money. Did yeah, you geez, did you mean what you just said? Makes sense. Did he mean <laughs> what he just said? Ring the bell. That that means he meant it. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, everybody, I had a, I'm so oh, this was a lot of fun. I hope it was fun for you. I'm gonna go eat. Today, the truth. If I wasn't hungry, I would stay in here for longer. John, anything you want to say? Words of wisdom you want to say? Give a shout out to Rachel. Yeah, Rachel, thanks for showing me around New York City. New York City, uh, fun town. It's a hell of a town. It is. Uh, New York. New, New York. York. It's, it's a, a hell, hell of a town. town. I love it. Th- thank you. Thank you for New York. For yeah, It was. Being in Brooklyn... We just had this, the place we stayed at was great, this little apartment, and it was immaculate. I felt very clean in there, and you know how you never know, and, uh, and it was, everything was right there. There was a juice place right across the street. There was a really good gym right up the street, so every day I got to juice, and there was a place right there. I got my hair cut, and I was juicing, and I was working out every day, which I do, but it was a nice gym, and... And, uh, and the weather great. was pretty good, and we went and we did stuff. I, John made me one night. I did not. Oh, I'll tell you something. I, one night, my friend's daughter, uh, my friend Dave Olson, who I've said nice things on the show, his daughter, we, we never really went out before. You know what I mean? Like, she's an adult now. She's 22 years old. And we went out, and uh, we went to this one bar, then went to another bar, and we hung out. And I got to know, you know, uh, Carly and uh, her friend... Uh, Julie, Julie, I believe, and we went and and these two other people that, oh, I'm sp- uh, Dave and yeah. I'm, I'm forgetting. I know, and I'm so. Uh, I'm sorry. You know, it's it's. You know what? It's I only know Dave because of like, because like my my uh, my my dog's name's Dave. So well, I mean. and I know Dave because he he'll come to my shows in some really weird, far out of the way places like Doylestown, and I might have and I and I'm just spacing on his wife's name and but. Uh, nothing but love because they were both the great energy and we went and we got pizza at this other we first we got hamburgers because i didn't want to go out i was staying in the i was staying in the hotel in the uh in the apartment this was right after the show right after the show pretty wired we got back to the apartment new york city baby new york city brooklyn or and uh i was like i I think i just want to stay in and then he's like no we got to go out and i went out i was like and then i was so glad the minute i got out i was great but she ordered hamburgers for us. So when we got there, there was just three bags, one for me, one for John, one for, for um, Steve, and just hamburgers and french fries, and it was so good. And then an hour later, we ordered pizza at another, at another bar. Yeah. <laughs> she went out and got it, her fr- uh, uh, Julie. And Steve. And Steve went out and got it. 
and brought back two beautiful pizzas. One plain, one with sausage, olives and and um, and sausage, olives and, and Todd got recognized everywhere. It was actually really difficult to get through the streets. It was everybody was like, "Oh my God, is that Todd?" Glass? The cops remember when yeah, they did the whoop oh whoop. My God. It was it was embarrassing a little bit. It was. it was such like such a, like a chaotic like noise and kind of cluttered the traffic. But I mean, I'm always gracious about it. Yeah, I'm always gracious about it. And uh, I got recognized 17 times at the Olive Garden. The reason that I thought that was funny <laughs> the same is guy. it also tells <laughs> how much I must go to the Olive Garden. It was the guy who works at the salad bar. <laughs> anyway, I got recognized at the McDonald's. Oh, you did from who? The the same guy that took my order every day. <laughs> what if every time you get recognized, oh, I got recognized at the Starbucks. Where? Oh, you get the joke. It's over. Chip, write me more jokes for that. <laughs> All right, does anybody have anything they want to say? We're going to go around the room. John? I'm good. I'm good. You're good. Aristotle? Good. Uh, uh, you? Uh, you? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Um... <laughs> Everybody, your dog is great. You're great. Ah, uh, shut up. Go get cozy. Go mush your dog. Please, go mush your dog. Give him a massage right between the eyes. Tell him how much you love him. Go under the eyes. Go around the eyes. Just give your dog a massage. And go, you know what? You're the best part of my life. It's you I like. It's not the things you wear. Not the way you do your hair But it's you I like The way you are right now The way down deep inside you Not the things that hide you Not your toys They're just beside you But it's you I like Every part of you your skin, your eyes, your feelings, whether old or new. And I hope that you'll remember, even when you're feeling blue, that it's you I like, it's you yourself, it's you, it's you, it's you I like. Network.